What's up? What's up? What's up? Hello and welcome to the takeover, the girl takeover of Critically Aroused. <laughs> What's up, everybody? How's it going? Yeah, as my lovely wife just stated, welcome to Critically Aroused, the podcast where we ask, do we even need film critics? And then we review a movie. My name is Blaine Andrews, and yes, you are witnessing the official first-time full-blown takeover. I am outnumbered this time and surrounded what? by the ladies. <laughs> so joining me today, as you have already heard, is my wife, Sydney Abernethy Andrews. Hi! And the extraordinarily nervous, the talented, <laughs> the quite talented Zena Verlack. What's up? Hi. <laughs> so it's not your usual crew. This is going to be a fun one, guys. We warned you this might happen, and we actually pulled it off. They're here, and I got rid of the two D bags. So I've got these guys instead. So if you didn't know, we are your punk rock, anti rotten tomatoes, every man and woman's counterculture perspective on Woo. film. Here to cut through and analyze the out of touch and pretentious viewpoint of many modern critics who have been known to tank movies that the rest of us typically love and vice versa love things that we hate so today's episode is actually going to be based off of and we're going to be talking about the movie staten island which is the new the judd king Apatow. of staten island oh, sorry yes the king of staten island aren't y'all glad we're taking over no no they're not your already. hosts don't even know the name of this movie listen i am notorious for messing up this portion and <laughs> i was just following suit with what i normally do so yeah this is the new film by judd apatow uh, it's been a while since judd's been on the scene and finally he is back and starring none other than pete davidson as our uh, our lead role here which is the main reason that these two ladies are here because they uh they got the hots for this weirdo so. we stand pete davidson <laughs> i love butthole eyes <laughs> <laughs> it's it's you know it's that's that's pretty um you know. That's also, a pretty solid. he openly talks about Crohn's. I'm here for that. Yep, he does. He's just all around a good guy. He's a cool dude. I He's like a him. good person to stand. I like him way more than I used to. So, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so that's, that's the movie that we're going to be talking about this week. And the movie's rated R. So, as usual, this episode is going to be rated R, just like the film we are talking about. So, this is going to be a pretty much a normal episode. We're going to do some news. going to do some uh, what we've been watching lately in our What's New With You section. And I'm interested to see what these ladies have to say. So, But first, I'm going to pop in on the news, like usual. So, I've got three stories this week. There actually has been some stuff brewing. And there are a few things that I actually had to choose to not talk about just to pick the important stories. So, big thing being, I don't know if either of you have heard, but it is official we have a date for when movies movie theaters are coming back oh i haven't heard that yeah so we do we have an actual date and as of right now well at least for amc so uh from what they're saying it sounds like it's going to be around the uh, 15th of next month that they're going to be back so we'll see <laughs> yeah i wonder I if we'll that's going to be rolled so, back or not which and it's yeah. funny because i saved this article and then literally today so basically right around the time of the launch we were they were going to launch tenant they have already pushed back tenant another month because of all this. So, but the whole thing's supposed to be that it's going to be at like uh, lower capacity and like everything else that's going on with, you know, COVID. So, but they're planning on opening up like 97 to 98% of all of the AMC theaters. And they kind of have a bit of a monopoly on theaters anyways right now, but they've kind of basically just stated like, we got to get back open. So they're going to try to do it. So the interesting thing was, uh, this first announce a couple days before this and they said that they were not requiring masks which super surprised me big time and 
Well, so it's food. It's food and drinking. It's just like a restaurant, basically. Exactly. Exactly. And was so, this pre Cooper's? Well, I mean, that's just North well, Carolina. Well, it's nationwide, though. This, this is nationwide. Oh, AMC would be yeah. Okay, that was nationwide. Right. So, yeah, basically, they backwalked it, and so now they are requiring masks. So. There's nothing that scares you more than being in a theater in the dark <laughs> with a bunch of masked with people. With a bunch of people. So, if <laughs> listeners don't know this, which I'm sure they don't, because no one knows this but me. Oh my god! As his wife, don't don't no don't put it out into the ether. Someone's going to do it to me just because you put it out into the world. Blaine Andrews. No, is don't tell them. Of being stabbed in the head in a movie theater. <laughs> oh, by the person behind you yes. in the top of the head. I yes. knew that too, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're like one of the few people in the world that knows that. Well, now everyone is. Now, yeah, everyone now knows. someone's actually just going to wait until I go to the movies and kill me that way, and it's going to be your fault. Mm-hmm. Well, you've just brought it well, into reality. Well, per your son, only Sydney is going to die. <laughs> not you. Yeah, exactly. My son's well, been no prophesying doubt. over that tonight. But well, I have a great insurance policy on you. So. Yeah. Well, now you've gotten us both killed. So, but I know there's nothing that scares you more. <laughs> there's nothing that scares you more than a bunch of masked people in a movie theater. Yeah, it's pretty terrifying. I'm gonna make sure no one's sitting around me anymore. <laughs> but for real, I wonder if they're not gonna serve food anymore. Like, if you have to wear a mask, yeah. you can't eat or yeah. drink or anything. Which I mean, I understand that's an extremely closed in space. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. It seems real wild. I mean, I was blown away when they said no masks. Like, and honestly, I was just like, well, I mean, you know, it, they're going to be at a lower capacity, like you said, with food and stuff. Like, what are you going to mm-hmm. do? But who knows? So, which right now, week to week, everything's so ridiculous. Like, it could be different literally next week. But right now, they're saying literally like two weeks we're gonna have movie theaters back i'd be hyped i'd be super excited i would go see a movie i don't care and they're talking about bringing back a bunch of like badass old movies like freaking jurassic park into movie theaters oh yeah i would love to see jurassic park right even jurassic park three yeah yeah even three <laughs> even three the one that like ended before it was supposed to end right. <laughs> like the movie just randomly ends out of nowhere so yeah but that's what's going on we've been keeping everybody abreast on what's going on with the movie theater situation so that's uh your <laughs> your your regular weekly uh movie theater update so the next story <laughs> this thing is freaking dope i'm excited i feel like you will be excited about this xena i feel like sydney since she let my news out of the, the cat out of the bag about my my fear, I'm gonna let out the fact that she is a an actual monster, and she's never seen the Tim Burton Batman movies. The new Michael Keaton. You, you heard, you heard, yeah. yeah. So if you haven't seen, it basically has come out that Michael Keaton is probably gonna be back as Batman in the Flash movie, to where basically the Flash is going to travel through universe, time, whatever. And he's going to encounter freaking Michael Keaton's Batman. I am so hyped. That, Michael Keaton God. is my favorite Batman, yeah. period. Yeah. Tim Burton, Batman, all the way. I feel yeah. like you just love Michael Keaton, period. Michael also, Keaton. I do. Amazing. I like freakishly love Michael Keaton. Also, can we talk about how what I'm seeing on the computer screen right now is um, the text, Donald Trump is obsessed with Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? I just Aren't can't not all? tell everyone that. <laughs> really so, funny and very weird. That is very <laughs> That strange. is a really specific thing. Yeah, I know. Why, why would Trump? I don't Does, understand. Is he a huge fan of Twilight? I don't oh, know. Oh, actually, yes, because it's also talking about Kristen Stewart, too, so. 
So, oh my god, there's, there's what if he's just sitting with his McDonald's watch a Twilight? Yeah, <laughs> that's probably I what's see happening. That. I could see that. This is going to oh, require man. further research. Yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> so, yeah, this uh, this Flash movie has been stuck in development hell for like many years, many years since way like since almost back when the the first. Um, uh, Henry Cavill's Superman movie came out. This movie's been in the works and it's gone through like multiple directors, all this crap. So it sounds like they might, might be finally locking in some stuff. So I'm pretty excited. But just the simple fact of Keaton coming back as Batman is like the most amazing thing ever. Well, he already kind of came back, I feel like, as, um, what was it, Birdman? Yeah, yeah. yeah I felt he like Birdman. he was, which was excellent. Mm-hmm. I don't know what everyone else's consensus of that is, but I love yeah. that movie. No, I like it. And mm-hmm. I felt like he already kind of knew that that was a possibility. I, I wonder, like, do you know off the top of your head what the timeline for those are? Like, I wonder if he had already been kind of discussing mm-hmm. and then agreed to do Birdman. Yeah. Because this Just was already, like, chops. a future yeah, thing. I don't know. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole thing, yeah, because Birdman was very much poking fun at, like, the superhero movie genre and, like, that kind of stardom and stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Um it's interesting, but I, I'm yeah. surprised you don't know. You always know weird stuff like that. I mean, I do, but it, well, this thing is fairly new news, and it, this <laughs> the, the problem is this movie's been really hard to track because, like I said, it has had so many different directors over the past couple of years, and it's just not been made. It just keeps not being made because DC just can't seem to get their shit together ever. Mm-hmm. So, but this gives me some hope, which DC's been getting back together. Like, I mean. We've got another suicide coming with James Gunn freaking directing it, like, and Pete Davidson's gonna fucking be in it. Wait, like, yes. Pete Davidson is in it? Yes, he's who in is it. he? Had, we don't know. We don't know who anybody is in that movie except for some of the people that he's bringing back from the last Suicide Squad movie. But he's basically like rebooting it, kind of, but with some of the same what people. What if he's like, just like a trashy new Staten Island villain? I mean, he, he could easily <laughs> Can be. Can he like, just be Joker? Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. I know. He already has oh. the past. I'm here for Pete Davidson as the Joker. Oh, I am he's got so. Except what if he gets the Joker curse? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't no, know. I'm not down for that. I am I not down him. for either because like, leto already has like a few screws loose too even since doing that so. everyone does right yeah. like in after watching the movie that we're going to talk about like yeah i am definitely worried about pete davidson all the time but now. is it that people get the joker curse or is it that hollywood is so good at picking out people who are already a like on the verge of oblivion like and then but they're would like you have person. ever thought that for heath ledger though because yeah, I, I, mean, I wouldn't I Heath wouldn't Ledger have. sent himself there, kind of. I mean, he yeah. kind of, that was a self-inflicted, like... Yeah, like, he might be the anomaly. Like, they might have been like, hey, let's get a normal person for Joker this time. And he was like, normal? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll show you. Yeah, I'll show you. Yeah, I don't know, but... Uh, rest in peace. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited, though. <laughs> it, it, DC's getting it back together. Like, Shazam was super good. Did you see Shazam, Zena? No. You still haven't seen it? No. I know that you're not like a big DC person, but like Shazam was. I am a good. huge Batman person, yeah. but I am not a DC a person. DC person. Well, I'll tell you, which Sid saw Shazam. Like Shazam's dope. Like it's really good. That's why I've been telling. I mean, Matt loved it. Yeah, well, and it's directed by a horror movie director. Like there's a legit like horror tone to this movie. Like it's really cool. Mm, yeah, that's true. And I think it's on um, HBO Max. Or yeah. if it's not, then it's about to be. So. Yeah. I think that it is. Yeah. If it's not, then... Because I heard that they're cycling through the DC movies every month. So, like, if it's not, then it will. Because you know a bunch of the old Batman movies are already on uh, HBO Max, too. So Yeah, but they're not going to be on there for very long. Yeah. I think, from what I remember. Yeah. Like, we were watching Uh, Bat Nipples the other day. I'm so sick of them playing that BS, like... Oh, cycling movies. 
Yes. Well, that's well, a, yeah. It's like they're only, they're going to be on there for like a month and then they're going to be off and then they're going to be on yeah. again. Like mm-hmm. Matt was reading me the article about it and yeah. it was. It's, it's kind of a weird stupid. move. It's like, just freaking leave them on there. It's especially like, a bummer when you have kids because there are certain times in your kids' lives where you're like, oh, this is a perfect time for like Home Alone or this is like, a you're ready yeah. You're ready for this specific movie. And then you're like, yeah, let's watch it. And then you search your Roku or your smart TV or whatever and you're like, oh, it just so happens that right now is a time where it's not streaming anywhere and I have to pay $17 for it yeah. in SD. So yeah. it annoys me. It's specifically for the it's always, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's always standard, kid, right? Standard ass, but it's always like kids movies. I'm like, oh, come on. I want this like movie right now and I can't have it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is quite often. Actually, y'all talking about that. I'm going to make a slight change of subject. This is technically news. We've talked about HBO Max like every damn week for the past like month, but they did bring Gone with the Wind back. HBO Max. Just if anybody was curious, it is back, but now it just has a a notice intro. like intro thing at the beginning, which is fine. Like I'm fine yes. with that. It's just like just that's don't. That's the solution. That is well, the that solution. Don't take it down versus forever. like get, totally get rid of get it. Rid Make of it. it educational. Like yeah. that's the problem right now. Is we need that's right re-education. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, you don't you don't have to just like cancel something. You can just inform. You can mm-hmm. you can you can update the information on something or you know and i mean i wasn't crazy about them and i still don't know how i feel about them but i mean technically it's like you know the trigger warning thing it's it's the same concept where it's just give someone a warning like i don't like the terminology well it's not like hurting anyone no 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 no, i'm here for a trigger warning because it's helpful to someone who needs it and it doesn't hurt or affect a person who exactly sure no i I completely (laughs) agree i think it's more the terminology of it for me personally like it's just like everybody just being triggered all the time like it's just you know, it's just got its yeah, con- like it's, the whole meme of exactly, being triggered. exactly. It's more of that versus the actual concept of it. Like the concept makes perfect sense to me. And Disney Plus has been doing it too already with some of their older stuff. And so, like, I'm good with that. I mean, I'd rather you do that than like they did announce also that like I guess all of South Park is going to be on HBO Max, and there are several like controversial controversial episodes. There's like five. The and band no episodes. The band episodes. Matt there, and I were yeah. just talking about this. None of those are going to be on. You're telling me that there is controversy in, <laughs> in South, South Park, Park, right? So yeah. we looked up. Do you know what the band episodes are? Though? It's because the Muhammad we, ones. Yeah, because we looked it up. and Yeah, it's when they drew Muhammad what? and everybody. They drew Muhammad and you're not allowed to draw Muhammad. Oh, okay. And basically everybody like. Well, you know what? If there's going to be. Times. If yeah. there's going to be a band episode and it like. I feel like that kind of makes sexual sense. I thought it was going to be the episode they said fuck like, what was yeah. it like eight thousand times? Or yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm better off with it being something that's like like religiously offensive. religiously like yeah. specifically that offensive. makes more sense it to me sense. for sure. I was yeah. very curious to see what they were because mm-hmm. to me that makes well like one of them yeah, is where they difference. they take like all of the major religions like leaders. It's like Jesus, Muhammad, all of them basically turn them into superheroes, <laughs> and like it's just kind of like you know that is what that show does. I'm not I mean, here that's to say kind of funny. Like I know, but it's just like it, that's I don't know. I'm not even going to get into it. It's just that but... you you're not supposed to depict Muhammad yeah, at you're all. You're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that makes I mean, yeah. But like yeah. of course like you make a I'm rule like that, that, of course South Park's going to fucking do it. Like I feel like in this day and age yeah. like we are so we're like so far removed from anything considered sacred. Like like sacredness is like something we've lost. So sure. if there is still something that someone is like, oh wait, that's sacred. Yeah. Like the acknowledgement of something sacred is, I think it's actually that's a good thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. To not have that completely nebulous to where, like, no one even knows what it means anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, do what you want. But it's interesting. I did see that today, too. It's just, I there's will so do much, what I want. There's, 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 so, <laughs> there's so much news going on right now. So I'm going to transition over. I'm going to mention one other story. We just keep mentioning, like, 50 different stories. But so the next one that I was actually going to talk about was the fact that it is that there is going to quite possibly be a Twister <gasps> reboot. They are what? going to bring back Twister and do a new one. And I don't know. 2020 has had way too much. Just <laughs> like, okay. I, we cannot do. I am a, a totally against the Twister reboot because that is like a staple in my <laughs> it's, childhood. It's a film. Yeah. Can my it, so, mom loves Bill oh, Paxton. Yeah. So R.I.P. Same, same. Like I, I honestly. And the OG Twister is like I, literally so one good. of the best movies it's ever. It's so iconic. All the yeah. people that are in it are perfect for those, those roles. Like how do you get better than that? You don't. And have you ridden the Twister ride at Universal? It's gone. <gasps> yeah. It's gone. Last time we were there it was gone. Oh, oh. It's so fun. It is. It's gone though. I think it was replaced by Transformers. I'm pretty well, sure. Well maybe Either they that do a new one. Oh my god. Mike, Michael Bay <laughs> can just dude no that transformers ride is dope um, which side note michael bay just got like yelled at of course he did yeah the, everybody like uh, I, I didn't know that but that kind of doesn't surprise me because he's been michael notorious bay for being a bit like, of a misogynist needed to be yelled at <laughs> well the thing is is like megan fox uh, i guess like she did an interview with fallon which is yeah. another thing uh, this is kind of off topic but like yeah. fallon is getting yelled mm-hmm. at about everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> And I mean, like, as he probably should for some things. Yeah. Um, but like one of the things is she talks about Michael Bay and how she was objectified. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's obviously, Megan yeah, Fox. It's Megan Fox. I don't know how you're not objectified if you're Megan Fox. Right. Yeah. Like she's literally probably the prettiest person on the planet, in my opinion, <laughs> yeah. but whatever. She doesn't so, age. She would have she to cover doesn't. herself in zombie guts like in Walking Dead. No, and maybe would that still would still work it. for it someone. Work. Someone else would be like, oh, <laughs> I love zombie guts. I mean, <laughs> Tina from Bob's Burgers are really into zombie butts. I mean, she yeah. that could be doing it for her. <laughs> that could be a thing. Yeah. So now I will say this, the one thing which I personally was like, maybe we shouldn't do a reboot and maybe like I would be totally down for bringing Bill Paxton back and doing a sequel and adding like Bill Paxton is dead. Oh, that's right. Shit. He is. Yeah. Like I said, my mom is obsessed with Bill Paxton. She is like the the leader, the president of the fan club. Not really, but because you're cold. Damn, I guess. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's messed up. I'm upset. (laughs) I betrayed you, Bill. Well, so what I was going to say, the main thing about it was what actually got me excited was was that it's they're talking about joseph krasinski Krasinski, uh directing it and it's the guy that directed tron and tron is the shit tron is like the new tron tron was it tron Tron? legacy (laughs) new tron tron legacy uh was so good and then he did oblivion after that and oblivion is freaking amazing i don't know i know sydney hasn't seen it i don't know if you have it had tom cruise in it it's so good Um, wait is that where it had a different name also no no that's lived i repeat that that, uh was that him too no that was somebody no that's definitely tom cruise no no no. i mean i don't think it was the same director oh okay (laughs) um i was trying to think of what director that was maybe that is 100 percent tom cruise yeah (laughs) Well, and it's also the same guy that's going to be directing the new Top Gun movie. And he's a phenomenal director. Like, he's oh. so good. And so I'm like, that dude doing Twister, like, that kind of gets me a little more on board. Like, a, like he's a solid director, so. I yeah. just wonder who they would 
I mean, Tom Cruise, because they're best buds. So Tom Cruise in <laughs> Twister. <laughs> you know, He'd probably go inside of a real Twister because it's Tom Cruise and he's an insane person. He would. He <laughs> would. But you know what I'm kind of sad about right now? And like, I mean, I get why he was canceled. Yeah. But tell me I'm wrong. TJ Miller Dude. as the driver yeah. of the truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's he's a little bit uncanceled. He was in Underwater and that was after his canceling. Oh, yeah, that's true. And he he's, was great in Underwater. Yeah, Do you guys remember good. when we took that personality quiz and mine came back as TJ. Ehrlich Bachman? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty much like him. So. <laughs> but yeah. But so, he would be perfect for that role. Yeah, yeah, he would. Like, he who would. else would even do it? Like, I can't think of anyone else. Yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe 2000 Seth Rogen. <laughs> well, and they have that yeah. same appeal. Like, he has that voice that you just can't, like, replicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 TJ he Miller. Would be, he would be perfect for that. He would. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, yeah. So, those are the main stories. Uh, we've kind of talked about 50 other things I wasn't even planning on talking about. But, so, yeah. Uh, you guys want to move into what's new with you? Sure. Okay, sweet. Uh, so, do you guys want me to go first, or do you guys who who wants to kick this off? I will. Yeah. Yeah, because I only mm-hmm. have two, and I think Zena's got. She's like pretty locked and loaded for this section. Yeah, she's got her stuff. Oh yeah, I definitely have like something I really want to like get you guys' opinion on. I don't even know what you're going to talk about, so I'm excited. I've been working like at least fifty five hours a week, so I haven't been watching a whole yeah. lot. But um, over the past couple of weeks, I watched the entire. Um, um, first season of I Am Not Okay With This, um, mm-hmm. starring Sophia Lillis and Wyatt Olaf, and um, I loved it. I just can't say enough about it, even though it's like very, it's like, I think I wrote down, it has like a modern footing that is a little bit hard to like uh, keep up with as like a 30 year old. Yeah, I watched the first episode and it felt very like Gen Z. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, like, very. And I, I was like, man, I'm, so, I don't know if I'm fully in touch with what's happening. Yeah. I texted you guys when yeah, it I came out because I watched it the day it came out. Oh, did you watch the whole season? I watched the whole season and I read the graphic novel. Okay. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I can. Okay. Yeah, we did talk about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. Um, I feel like it. It was like a romp through Gen Z's like daily life for me. And I was just like, okay. Because as much as it has this like appearance of like the fact that she's pretty androgynous as a main character, she's a female and she's like kind of coming of age sexually and all this stuff. But she's, but yet all of her experiences and her relationships are pretty much exactly like ours was. Mm -hmm. Like it's just that there's an appearance to it. But it's no different than anything that's historically ever happened to teenagers, I think. What's so cool about it is, is that the book, I'm trying to remember when it was written. I want to say it was early 2000s. And it is like almost word for word what the book was. Okay. So in the characters, the way they look, like it's very similar. What's her hair that short boyish haircut? Yeah. So it's really cool cool because I feel like it was ahead of its time. Ahead of its time, yeah. I can't remember exactly when it was written, but I definitely remember being like, wow, I'm really surprised that this is so relevant right now. Mm -hmm. Because even three years ago, that wouldn't that wouldn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, it wouldn't seem as relevant as it does right now. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it um, it had that. It had like a a strange juxtaposition that way with like teenageness and coming of age and all of that, um, but with very steeped in like modern aesthetic, um, like as in today, um, and the Wyatt 
um, Olaf's character. Um, I can't remember his name in this it's show. Stanley. Stanley. It's Stan from it. Yeah, oh, it's Stan he, from it, and his name is Stanley. Stan and again. Yes. He is so phenomenal. Like his he character alone. I like him. Amazing. He's a good actor. Yes, the scenes so where good the that. scenes with him just getting ready by himself yes. to go to like parties and to go see her and like being all like changing his clothes a million times because he's got this vintage aesthetic and. It's just super cool. And, um, of course, the backdrop is is a little bit like she has these superpowers, which um, kind of has a Breakfast Club vibe to it. Um, the Breakfast Club, they didn't have superpowers. But do you mean Breakfast Club with superpowers? Yes, that is what I meant. Thank <laughs> you for... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, you know. That's true. You're right. Yeah, I was merging the two. It's like... So it's like, if, yes, if Breakfast Club was involved... They are the new Brad Pack. Like yeah. that group yeah, from that group it is, yeah. and Stranger Things, like that yeah. combo, like yeah. they are the new Brad yeah, Pack I think in my I, opinion. I think yeah. I merged Stranger Things and Breakfast Club. Yeah, that's kind of what you're thinking. She's kind of like, um, uh, it's definitely Stranger Things. Well, she's like 11. Yeah. Yeah yeah. 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 For sure. So nice. totally. And then the other thing I watched was the second season of Dead to Me with uh, Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini. Cardellini? And I just can't say enough about that show. If you liked um, Big Little Lies, if you like any of these sort of modern drama, female-driven shows, like This Is Your Bag, um, it's so good. And Linda Carnalini's um, character, to me, is she is the sweetest, most precious character that's ever been played on any TV screen any movie screen ever like that's why people need to watch this because this is a character that's never been played before hmm. like she's velma from scooby-doo yeah. right yeah she's just so she sweet and so cute to me like she's just so such a pretty like i just like watching her like yes. she's just like yeah she's a she pleasant person really to sweet. watch she is already as just a person but then this character in this show i mean it is an archetype it's an art it's the it's she's just phenomenal so and also james marston's in that show and he's a shit i freaking yes. love james marston is that is that the um that's the main dude that's from, so from, handsome from westworld yes. and oh. sonic and yeah is he cyclops yes cyclops yeah. <laughs> that's a weird reference but yes um, well i mean that's what he's known for i loved him as cyclops yeah. i mean that's legit what he's i known loved for. him in the, music, the musical <laughs> with um i don't know the late the girl from big little eyes um that you love so much you think she's hot she's got red hair oh the main chick yeah oh goodness what's her name he's the prince in that musical that she's in wow we're just like enchanted enchanted oh yes the main yes oh man yeah you probably haven't seen enchanted it's because it's like a kid's movie almost it's like live action yeah Yeah, i forgot that he was in that he was like the prince yeah so he has that very charming like he he's been cast as a prince more than just once um but anyway it's a great show everyone should watch it well, it's because he it's he has that princely look to mm-hmm. himself he looks like prince charming like a like mm-hmm. snow white's prince yeah almost yeah or sure. cinderella or oh look apparently they're doing a, a sequel called disenchanted and it's amy adams you're talking about amy adams yes thank you i'm always like i can't remember anything. Yeah, she, she, yeah i like her pretty well oh um, yeah i love amy adams yeah she's pretty great so but yeah that's what i've been watching nice that's it so xena do you want to go next or do you want me to go i can go next that's do fine it. do it um so my first thing that i watch uh i'll talk about three things i only really really want to get you guys opinion on wrinkles the clown though 
Wrinkles the Clown. So Wrinkles the Clown is a documentary, and it is about a clown who is terrifying, and he is literally paid by appearance. Oh, I heard about this back come. when it was happening. Yeah, and this is like a 2017, 2018. It was like at the height yeah, of the t- clown like crisis. Ew, I'm I, looking at it right now. Yeah. yeah. I'm so scared. The, the concept of the fact that parents did this. Yeah, like parents would call. So he had a voicemail set up and it would be like, I'm Wrinkles the Clown. Oh, you know, like this really mm-hmm. scary like think saw like mm-hmm. that kind of like recording just like this really creepy do you want to play a game exactly like, just this really creepy recording and parents would call and their kids are literally screaming crying in the background like no don't call wrinkles like we're scared of wrinkles and they they would play like during the documentary they would play videos where the parents had videotaped wrinkles being in like the trundle bed under their kids bed oh my god he would roll out and stand up and give the kid, like, the fright of her life, basically. Hmm. And he was paid to do this. What kind of sick parents? Like, who... Some pa- some people need their asses whooped. Yeah. Well, that's why I was, like, wanting to know from a parent's perspective. Like, Matt and I were disgusted. Yeah. And really disturbed. Yeah, that's totally... Yeah. Like, I but love, we're not parents. Like <laughs> I love screwing with my kids, but that is a whole different, like, like just messing... Me- like aggravating your kids and like scaring them yourself like like pop around the corner one time one time we um flipped the breaker in the house so that all the lights were off and just terrorized them yeah but like they had fun like they knew like (laughs) yeah they knew it was just us in the house like they weren't like crying like you don't like terrify your kid to that level like i mean i feel like every kid grows up and there's like a scary thing but it's fun this isn't fun like these kids are hysterical yeah you're traumatizing your kids there's a a level of trauma there yeah and i'm just like as a as a person looking at wrinkles the clown just a second ago like yeah well and the thing is is like it's a creepy old man who uses a fake voice the whole time, refuses to be pictured, which makes it even creepier to me because it's like, you already wear a mask all the time. Why are you refusing to be pictured? It just gives me like yeah. pedophile vibes. Yeah. Like I just yeah. get like this really creepy, creepy vibe because he won't show his face, I think is it what just really like, makes it worse. He looks like, like Michael Myers, like with a melted face. It Well, Matt and I were talking about like it has to be like a custom mask. Like yeah. it's completely custom. It's not from no. like a Halloween no, store. You literally can't see his eyeballs in the mask. Like, Well, and if you see a, a profile view, it's like he his neck like what you said melts into the body face and body and it's just like all one do they they ever show the man who is that's what i'm saying they don't ever show his face you just see that he is like a white haired old man and you he uses a fake like jersey accent the whole time and he was like you won't hear my real voice because you're not paying for me like you're paying for wrinkles or something like that this would terrify me there's no way i'm gonna Terrible. No, I mean it, it's definitely extremely disturbing. Yeah, that's it's wild. a very disturbing documentary. No, uh, it's probably he doesn't want to let everyone know who he, he is because he knows that people will find him and beat the ever loving shit out of him for sucking. <laughs> well, like imagine this was going on. Yeah, during, during the clown like crisis, like I said earlier, yeah. where people were scared to death of clowns. Clowns were walking out of forests all over mm-hmm. the place. Like, this is when he was getting paid. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Ugh, nope. 
Nope, 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 nope. Good nope, times. Nope. So that yeah, was my first slide. Great. <laughs> Leave it to, just following Matt's usual suit of like some weird <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, so I'll give you like a little bit more lighthearted, I guess. It's not really, good. but like. Uh, <laughs> so the second, I watch only documentaries this week. So just nice. that's what you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the second one I watched was Spaceship Earth. It's a 2020 documentary and it's about the creation of biospheres and how they were used to test like what it would be like to live on an extreme planet, essentially Mm -hmm. like Mars or the moon or whatever. And it's, so it's just like the, the rise of that. Sure. But this is a Hulu original documentary or something, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think it is Hulu. I'm pretty sure it was. If yeah. I remember right, I remember seeing it and being intrigued, but I usually just don't go to documentaries unless, well, really ever, almost. Well, I love a good documentary, and this one was very interesting because this is, I don't know exactly the time frame, like 60s or 70s, I think. If yeah. I, like, I was working and watching this, so yeah. it was like, um, but... It was very interesting because they tried to go about it very scientifically, mm-hmm. and then it ended up there was like quite a few flaws sure. that they didn't think about. So they built this supposedly self-sustainable biosphere, and it's supposed to be like oxygen producing and like recycling CO2 and everything Mm -hmm. like that and basically you find out later on in the documentary that they had had like a CO2 scrubber oh that was doing a lot of the work for them and even when it was doing a lot of the work they still didn't have enough oxygen being produced oh and so um but anyway like a lot of the people that started that back then are still working on stuff now like okay, for cool. planetary like development yeah which so, is really like, cool. like as a documentary yeah. what were your pinches like as far as how well was it made was it interesting to watch like was it i would say it's interesting because there were like a couple familiar names in it mm. so um like one of the things was the bell brothers funded it and they're like a billionaire trio of brothers mm-hmm. so they were super interesting. Um, I would definitely want to research them more because I didn't yeah. know that much about them. And then the CEO of the company that was doing this was Steve Bannon. Oh, oh snap. So that to me was very intriguing. Yeah, that's super and, interesting. And um, I haven't done more research on that yet, but it definitely raised a bunch of questions. <laughs> yeah. And apparently like for the first biosphere they made, all of their work was taken mm. and it was like basically disappeared the government and it was covered up and so it's it's kind of like interesting but it's never really they don't ever really talk about like what happened to that but it seems like there's some more to it that's sure. that's the downfall with the documentary is it's it's good but 
it could be like more about this like espionage like okay. kind of stuff and it's not okay it's just it's, more about what the, the bare bones more of what happened scientific and, yeah people just be afraid to um explore the conspiracy elements of things <laughs> right like me and my brain i was like this is some conspiracy bullshit like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah people are just afraid to especially with steve bannon yeah, in there that's, that's oh yeah like so, i was just kind of like oh i'm guessing okay. it was like a lot of old footage and then like new interviews and maybe some old interviews from back when they were doing it and just like a hodgepodge i'm guessing of stuff so it was a ton of old footage yeah. which is really cool and it basically talks about um how they essentially started as a cult <laughs> <laughs> and i actually like texas said about this but um one of the the guys that started it was saying like no corporate entity comes into mm-hmm. being basically without it starting as a cult first which i thought was really interesting yeah. and if you think about like all of the big companies that we have right now it kind of i mean all, kinda, the, big, is like all that. the big tech companies operate it, like especially like cults. exactly especially like anything anything mm-hmm. in silicon valley yeah Google, I was gonna say Facebook, silicon valley. Twitter, yeah. all of those so yeah. i thought that was a really excellent quote yeah that's pretty cool well we are we're actually immersed and saturated in cults yeah. in our society right now it's just that people can't identify them very well <laughs> yeah no kidding lots and lots of cults just yeah. saying just, just like our friend group yeah, right <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah Okay, the last thing I want to talk about, sure. and I didn't get to finish it yet, but yeah. I'm very interested in it, is The Hat Man. The Hat Man, and this is a documentary It's as a well. documentary. Okay. It is about the phenomena of seeing a man with a hat, hmm. and it is like, think like Shadow Man... Like Slenderman, yeah, I was think, about to say yeah Slenderman, like Slenderman, Man, like things, stuff like that, like uh, sleep paralysis when you see like a shadowy figure in sleep paralysis, and it just mm-hmm. kind of talks about how the Hat Man is essentially an archetype at this point, yeah, and how so many have seen the Hat Man and like what it means to that person and like how it traumatized them for the rest of their lives, and it's really interesting because it has like a really young girl who's probably like. 17 mm-hmm. and then it has like a 58 year old or something like he's relatively older and he talks about his experience and it, it's just like a very broad spectrum of people huh. talking about it and then it has a um Ew, it just reminds me of like pharrell when pharrell wore that hat <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. like the, the silhouette is literally that hat <laughs> yeah that well and that's the thing is like that's the one thing that they all kind of talk about is like the hat shape like there's a whole segment where they just discuss specifically the hat shape Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's pharrell's hat (laughs) (laughs) it kind of is that's interesting where'd you watch that um i think that was either hulu or netflix okay cool all right well and i'll everything that everybody's talking about there will be links in the show notes to the imdb pages at least so you can figure out what we're talking about but i'll put it i found this on here too xena so uh um yeah i don't know i haven't noticed it on netflix or anywhere so i'm not sure where that thing was but i'm sure that those are two good places to look for it at least so yeah it's it's either like one of the victory like prime hulu or netflix Mm -hmm. yeah sweet nice so that's everything you've watched Mm -hmm. nice okay so I'm going to talk about two real quick. Um, so the first one I want to talk about, I was like blowing Matt up the other other night when I was watching it. Uh, I think it was, well, let's see, when did it release? 
back in, so two years ago, in 2018, there was a new Transformers movie. And usually they're like this huge deal. It's this Michael Bay, blah, blah. They've been like doo-doo for the past however many years. They've been terrible. Like, But my thing, I loved Transformers as a kid. Freaking loved them. And, uh, but, so obviously we all know it's like 80s, 90s toy. Yeah. But like the first two to three Transformers movies, I liked a lot. Like, I love the first Transformers movie. I love it. Like, it's just campy, fun. They're, they're just, I liked them. Well, this one was called Bumblebee. It wasn't like Transformers. Anything. Oh, yeah. I remember Bumblebee. when that came out. Yeah. So this was the first, I think, non-Michael Bay Transformers movie. It's like a whole different writing team, whole different everything. They were trying to start something new. And it's awesome. Like, really, 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 really good. I think I heard that because I was super skeptical when it came out yeah. and I was like, this actively looks like shit. Yeah, and yeah. Because the, well, like the previews, you know how like previews yeah. is kind of like fuck up a movie sometimes. Oh, yeah. And I felt like that's what the previews did for that movie. Like yeah, they framed it to look really stupid. I, I was not excited about it at all. Didn't care, which and I haven't cared yeah. about Transformers for a while because the past like three or however many have been terrible. Well, this one was dope. Like, it was really good. The movie takes place in the 80s, which is perfect for a Transformers movie. Yeah. It stars Haley Seinfeld, who I was not super familiar with. She's apparently been in the uh, those movies where they sing acapella and stuff. Well, she's a singer. Yeah. Yeah. So, I didn't realize that either. I've been... So, she's actually an up-and-coming Marvel star. So, she, I think, is... Well, almost 100%. She's going to be the next Hawkeye. Um, yeah so they're doing a hawkeye tv show with jeremy Renner. they're bringing him back and it's going to be i've read these comics they're almost my favorite comics period and it's about his apprentice which is a young girl uh like probably early 20s or so and he trains her to be hawkeye and she becomes hawkeye and that's what the show's going to be about and she's playing that character so i'm super excited especially after seeing her in this movie and I think it's going to be really cool because it seems like Marvel's really getting in the, the queue, like some of these new heroes and these new people, these new actors and stuff yeah. and like a younger crowd. And I think it's going to be really cool. And she was awesome in this movie. But I, all I got to say is if you were like thinking that Bumblebee was going to be doo-doo, watch it. It's <laughs> it's the shit. Like it's really good. And and they hadn't really done this in any of the Transformers movies, but like the first five minutes were freaking on Cybertron, like where the Transformers come from and all of the Transformers look like they looked like in the 80s cartoons, but like in real, you know, in real CG. Like, it was awesome. It was so, this movie's the shit. And John Cena's in it, and he's actually grown on me a lot. Like, I actually really kind of <laughs> like John Cena now. Like, and I think he's going to be in the new Suicide Squad movie too, which would make sense because uh, James Gunn picked up Dave Batista back when, um, back when. Uh, they did uh, Guardians, and now John Cena is another wrestler, just like Dave Batista was, and so. Oh, okay. which I like. I've always kind of liked John Cena. Yeah. I know, like he kind of He's is like the Nickelback of wrestlers. <laughs> <Wrestling>. <laughs> well, I couldn't remember but... <laughs> who he was, and I'm over here trying to like pull it up on the TV screen because I can't remember who he was. Yeah, well, and I'll say he was in uh, that. He's com- like a muscle head. Uh, he he is yeah, nothing but he a was, head. He, he is just a, a giant joke. human head. I feel like for so long, like yeah, our teenage years, and well, like yeah, he was known early for wearing 20s, like he was a joke. He was wearing like jorts and was like yeah. kind of like a gang. Gangstery, like what whatever. Is that first movie he was like, in trashy. after a while of not knowing, seeing him at all, and he was in that movie. Um, he well, he did that Blockers movie, and is, it was really funny. 
Like he was actually the best part of that movie, and it was a comedy movie. The movie was supposed to be called Cock Blockers, and they took out the cock and just named it Blockers. <laughs> I'm so glad you remember what I'm talking yeah. about because I'm like about to try to describe. And it was actually like he was in. it was actually really funny, and he was really yeah. good in it. So yeah, he was in this. He was pretty funny in it and good. But like, and there's uh, another lead. This uh, I think is George Lindenberg. He uh, he plays kind of the semi romantic lead to Haley, and he was really good too. Like this movie's just super good. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not like a bombastic, crazy CG laden Transformers movie. It's just a good story. It's almost like ET meets like like literally, it's like Transformers meets ET. Like if you could kind of think about, but that. less creepy because I yeah. hated ET. I mean, ET's pretty creepy. <laughs> Can you promise it's not like ET? Though? <laughs> I mean, are there M and M's though? Because that no. was also awesome. Yeah, no, there is. Hey, those a were lot of, Reese's pieces. They were Reese's. Oh, pieces. were they? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. bad. That shows you how much I repressed the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Reese's there pieces. are. It's interesting. Also, Drew Barrymore says calls her brother penis breath. She in does. E. Do you remember that? I really only remember it insane. because so it is like a meme, basically. Yeah. But like, yeah. I do not. I literally watched ET growing up, and I do not remember anything about it because it scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> I just you remember hearing penis breath, and I remember being a kid and being like, like "Why would someone's why breath would someone's smell breath like a penis?" Smell like a- this penis. is another thing we yeah. were talking about earlier. Eighties movies, man. Which is some like <gasps> we were things that should have not. Oh yeah, happening. Well, we kids. talked about it last episode. We watched some of the Goonies, and I was like, "Fuck okay. these eighties movies, no, man!" No, no, no. You and Matt weren't here. The kids were watching. Oh god. Um, oh, Dennis, Dennis the, Menace. the Menace. And there was a scene, the one with the homeless man with yeah. the can of beans. Yeah. That I was telling you about. Yeah, yeah. It. You have to go back and watch it. It's so disturbing. There's literally <clears throat> a shot where the kid is number one. There's one where he's tying the kid's ankles up. Oh, with I remember a rope. that. I, I remember that now that you say that. And it's the same dude that plays um, Doc from Back to the Future. Yeah. And then there's subsequently a scene where the kid is down between the homeless man. And the shot is like. His point of view, looking down, you see his, his legs, legs, you see the kid between his legs, and Ew. the kid is wrapping the rope up his legs. I, I, and then and it truly, panic. like, yeah. we were watching it, and I still do not understand what was supposed to be happening yeah. in that. And the kids were like, we were both like, this is not okay. And they were like, what? What do you mean? What's the problem? And me and Zena were both like, this is wrong. And yeah. we just turned it off. Like, it was, yeah. Like, yeah, all these old movies, movie. man. All these old movies, they were just like not, they were just like blunt about their creepiness and weirdness. And man. Zena said, and this is true, this is why so many people our age need therapy. <laughs> yeah, for real. Because, yeah, like that's why our generation made it okay to have therapy because we needed it after watching it. All, all, this, all this Steven Spielberg <laughs> and like all that like era of like A creepy ass creepy ass <laughs> kids movies. Yeah, that's real weird. And like the Sandlot, like where there's like a 17 year old girl <laughs> and like a bunch of little nine year old boys. I mean, like... Well, that's like the truth, though. <laughs> I mean, that's like Sid, I like though. like your heavy breathing after you said that. I'm like, <laughs> uh, well, there go your, your drums, folks. Sorry about that. Well, anyways, Bumblebee's not creepy, and it's amazing, so you should watch it. And it's on Hulu and Amazon, so you can watch it either place if you have either of those. Uh, so it's like free to stream or whatever if you have Prime or or, uh, or regular, you know, Hulu that you pay for. So one creepy thing- tangent brought to you by mm-hmm. Sydney and Zena, the, the girls, the, the, the girls. If you know these two, unpredictable <laughs> tangent. Um, so the (laughs) other thing that I watched was Perry Mason on HBO. So this show 
is a new show out. It's HBO's new like original series. It is clearly a very high budget show. There is a lot of money on the screen. It's really well done. I'm not a hundred percent sure how I feel about it yet, but I. It's basically a a '30s noir crime thriller mystery murder mystery kind of deal but like a detective a hardboiled like private eye show and the main character was supposed to be robert downey jr and he was too busy with avengers stuff and so he passed on the role the lead actor is uh matthew reyes who is became really popular for doing that uh the americans show on fx but so the show is very it, it it's just very much a film noir. Like it's a very high budget. It looks like they filmed it in the thirties. It's really good. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like this thing. I'd say, check it out. I'll be interested to see what people are thinking about it. You know, a couple more episodes down the road. There's really only one to, to base everything off of. His name is Matthew Reese. Or Reese. Yeah. That's what it is. Reese, <laughs> not Reese. I was like, who is Reese? Reese. <laughs> Reese. Yeah. It's because I don't say names, right? It's just, it's becoming a very apparent thing that I didn't know I had where I just say everyone's names wrong because I can't read apparently. <laughs> so yeah, but he's, and there are several other, I could have told you that. Yeah. Well, I asked just me. Saw, <laughs> that's why I wasn't going to ask you. I just saw their preview for this. So yeah. I feel like it like snuck out. It did. It and I had no idea that it existed and I saw a preview and I was like, Oh, yeah. Actually, I it's might like cool. that. If you like know. murder mystery stuff, if you like detectives, like that time period piece, like, and what's interesting is there's clearly like an underlying, because it starts out a little heavy because it's about like the, there's a murder of like a, an infant, like, and it's clearly like, they don't show this happen. Do you think it's, um, oh my God, I wish Matt was in here right now because he would know what I'm talking about. Oh, there like was a like, thing. there was a, yeah, there was a real life death murder mm-hmm. of an infant it was like the first well published well huh. published like well they, this could have been loosely based off that because this is based off a book series that's apparently super famous i did not know about the book series and apparently perry mason was even an old movie that i guess robert downey jr has been really obsessed with and stuff and that's why he's producing the show that's why he wanted to be in the show but he's not so i i think that what it seemed like it was leading up to was is potentially like some Hollywood corruption and like possibly the mob and stuff being involved with old school Hollywood, but then also potentially like religious cults and things it seems like. So there's some really weird sketchy stuff going on. I'm really intrigued because I think it is leading towards like some weird religious culty stuff because you could tell that when he was investigating it, it was kind of pointing to that with some of the stuff with the infant. So I think it's pretty cool. I love this time period. So even that alone, if you're into that time period and like noir crime thrillers, I'd say watch it. But yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm one in and I'm ready to see. It looks like there's going to be eight episodes. So yeah, check it out. That's on HBO Max and any of the 47 different HBO apps now. So outside of that, I think we are good as far as what's new with you. We've gone pretty long on that one. But so this is the part where we are going to move into the stuff for the actual film that we're talking about this week, which is King of Staten Island. And so... 
What we're going to talk about first is who should or should not see this film. Because we, if you haven't seen it, we want to give you an idea of what you're getting into just in case you're going to be watching it and maybe decide if you do or don't want to see it from that. And our spoiler when we, or our review when we get to that is just simply spoilers. So, you know, if you haven't seen it, then just know that it's going to be spoiled from there on out. So, and, and can I plug something really quick here? Sure. Yeah. If you're a listener and you want to um, get more listeners, but maybe they're not like, you know, have a ton of time or want to listen to a bunch of chat in the beginning, make sure you tell people about the show notes section yeah. where you can skip straight to the who should or should not see this mm-hmm. or skip straight to the review um, because that's super easy to do. Yeah, and- I put all the timestamps in the show notes. Actually, I got a message from a listener that's been listening since the beginning was like, man, I had no idea that all these were in here. I could just like click to these numbers and just take me right to the spot that I wanted to listen. If I wanted to go back and listen to it, or if I wanted to come back and listen to the what's new with you and all that later, or whatever the case may be. So yeah, everything's in the show notes. If you don't necessarily want to hear the news or, you know, what we've been watching, all that fun stuff, you can just get straight, pretty easily straight to the, uh, to the straight review. to the goods yeah straight to the hey it's all good it's all straight to the jewels no it's all quality material it is spicy hot pod it is from beginning but... to end okay i just want to say it's called yes. a limber baby oh, oh the i was gonna baby, say yes. Limburg, but i didn't yeah. want to be wrong because i was thinking oh, was it li- was the Limburg baby go so hard to find that i know i could tell you were, like, i should have said it but i thought the Limburg baby was stolen i was like i wasn't was. sure if it, it was. was killed the Limburg baby was kidnapped it, he oh. was kidnapped and then murdered well yeah so Charles that's in Lindbergh. this too in so this... you know that's a mandela effect right because some people remember that the Limburg baby was a was a baby girl yeah and oh really yeah mm. and like like a certain percent of people like distinctly remember that the Lindbergh baby was a girl and like a certain person of the population remembers that it was specifically a boy. That's super so, interesting. That's, that's one of the cases Matt and I learned about in like one of our first classes we accidentally had together mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but it happened in 1932. So okay. I'm just wondering it if could it, be. And it was like a super highly publicized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, they could have easily loosely based off that. Now this one is a little more, even kind of creepy or precarious or whatever, because when they find the baby, it, it like, well, I'll go ahead and say, cause it's a little creepy. It weirded me out right in the beginning. Like, but basically like there's just a stitch in each of the baby's eyes where the mm. eyelids are held open and it's super creepy. And that's when I think that they were alluding to like some weird religious stuff going on potentially. That sounds some like the alienist. Stuff. Yeah. The movie or yeah. the TV show that yeah, was on. Was, I, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. So yeah. So what we're going to talk about is who should or should not see the King of Staten Island. I heard you guys already talk about it, so I don't even think I'm going to say much. I'm going to go ahead and let you guys basically say who should and should not see this film. Everyone, everyone should watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I was like, okay, maybe I would say if you're a Pete Davidson fan, obviously you're going to want to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. But that's like too, that's too much of a given. Um, yeah, like I've been a Pete Davidson fan since day one. <laughs> like I've always liked him since the first time I saw him on Guy Code. I just thought he was like just so authentic and um, hilarious. Um, and even though I hate his stand up, oh my gosh. Zena liked it. I thought it was one of I the worst stand ups. It was probably the worst stand ups. To me, he's just so dry and dark humor. Yeah. Like if, if, if you that's really what it comes down to if that's not your thing if you don't like people who are dry and you don't don't like dark humor this is not your thing yeah well and i'd say if, well like for his stand-up like honestly which and i've heard he's gotten off drugs 
that was my biggest issue with the stand-up was I was just like, I just feel like he's so fucked up that like he's struggling to tell his jokes. Like he just yeah. seemed so yacked. Like <laughs> I would wonder how much it really is his drug use versus yeah. his mental health like, yeah. state. Yeah. yeah. And it could be, it could be. And I think it affected because I, I, I watched that show and like part of me was like, I feel like I would have liked this more. If it was just more like, like well put together. Yeah. Like yeah. it just seemed like he was Like it struggling. wasn't the humor I didn't like. It no. was, it was I think the, he was struggling. I, I think he was Yeah. Too. It was the downtime between jokes. It was the delivery, like the, so anyway, I, I, I was not a fan of his stand up, but I just love him. I just think he's yeah. amazing. So it, of course, anyone who's a fan of Pete Davidson um, is going to enjoy this movie. Um, I also thought that um, if you just have, if you're the type that's just been like, when are we going to get a movie again that's just like classically plotted, multiple storylines, um, well put together, excellent dialogue, has a happy ending. Don't tell the whole movie, God dang. Well, I mean, there's really not like... Come on. I mean, for real. I think <clears throat> what it really comes down to is, is this movie is excellent, like, telling of mental health struggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, It like, doesn't have, like, it, the, this movie isn't, like, doesn't have a fulcrum point of, like, what if it all goes terribly wrong and everyone dies? Like, it doesn't, doesn't have that dynamic. It's just a story. It's just a beautiful drama, and it's like a dramedy, I guess, in a sense. It, there's a ton of funny stuff. Um, um, and then I wanted to add that if you liked, cause I didn't want to compare it to a bunch of other Judd Apatow. Cause I know you want to talk about that a little bit. Cause that's an excellent point. Um, cause it really, I mean, it definitely his has movies have a, a have a vibe, have a vibe and, yeah. and a, and a type. And, and honestly, this type is a Judd Apatow type in many ways. Yeah. And he, he is a more traditional storyteller. He, he has like a, like he, like Sid said, he, he does like to tell very contained stories about and And I was kind of looking back on some of his previous work and I, which I, I realized like, I, well, I don't want to give away too much about this, I guess, while saying that, but. He's not subversive. There's, you're not going to no. go into this thinking it's one thing and it turns out to be something else. Is sort of what I mean. It's just like, it's very cohesive. But I didn't want to compare it to anything else Judd Apatow because I think even within that, you could probably make a lot of interesting points. So I wanted to compare it to Patty Cakes, if anyone's ever seen mm-hmm. Patty Cakes. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, it has, like, if you liked that movie, you're going to like this. Which your chances of seeing that are probably pretty slim because that's a really obscure indie. It is a very good one that you should watch, especially if you like this and have already seen this. But that is an obscure cut. Yeah, well, you know how I do. Um, so, yeah, so Patty Cakes is a, a good comparison and the end of the fucking world. Yeah. Um, if you like that then this is also going to be kind of your bag. Kinda, Which, yeah. interestingly, Matt hated that. Really? Really. Remember we all went to the movies and saw that together? Wait, In the Fucking World? In the Fucking World is a TV show. Yeah. Oh, is it? I'm trying to think about what you're talking about. Oh, I'm thinking what movie? The End of the World. The End of the World. Oh, you're thinking that's a Judd Apatow movie. That's why With I thought you were talking about not, that. That's not Judd Apatow. That is not it's Judd Apatow. A, it's not. I love it's that like movie. It's like the same group it's of his, people. It's his crew, but it's not Apatow. It's okay. Joe Rogan. That's, I thought Joe that's Joe, what you were talking uh-huh. about. Because Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. <laughs> Joe, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe Rogan and James Franco. <laughs> I mean, Joe Rogan's all right, but I ain't trying to watch a movie with Joe Rogan. No. Oh, God. His vein fucking popping out of his head. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. 
<laughs> it would just be him like bulging vein. Um, no, that's what I thought you were talking about because yeah, that like kind of actually yeah works like comedy wise a little bit yeah. Uh, yeah yeah end of the fucking world's a tv show um it's like british right uh um, yes yeah. yeah it's a netflix original yeah so good that's a weird one to compare it to i wouldn't have thought of that but that's like the if you like that kind of thing then i feel like you'll like this also sure. the last pete davidson movie um the yes. one that we love yes. what is it yes i would definitely say that uh his previous movie that was the hulu with original. mgk yes it was um did you watch gracious that? The uh, I don't think she watched it. We it's reviewed it. The boys, it. something. It's big time adolescence. Oh, big time adolescence. I don't know why I thought it was the boys. Something. No, it's big time adolescence. We both. So I love. still haven't watched that yet. I yeah. I want to see. I just haven't watched it. Yeah, so. and You'll we reviewed like that it. weeks it's back. So if if you good. haven't listened to that episode, uh, we did review that, and that's another Pete Davidson movie. We were talking about this movie all the way back then, waiting for this one to come out. So we finally made it here to <laughs> King of Staten Island as well. So so that's who should and should not see it. So what we're going to do now, this will be a totally interesting oh, one. The, king, the Boys of Summer or The Kings of Summer? Nope. What was that uh, show? King, king, it was a movie. movie. I think it was called Kings of Summer. Kings of Summer. There's also... So a... actually the kid, uh, or not the kid, the guy in this movie that they called Igor was actually in uh, Kings of Summer as well. Yeah. And that's also phenomenal. Yeah, so, I and, didn't see that, And again, but... it has that same like lighthearted like just a good story Did it's gonna Igor, make you feel good like remind anyone else of the guy from new guy yes yeah yes like, he's like that a, is even immediately yeah like he's way smaller than yeah. that guy but that is the vibe he gave me where he's just like For this sure. happy good lucky like goofy little goober yeah, like yeah. bird person <laughs> yeah bless him yeah <laughs> like like his bones are like hollow <laughs> i know just so small he's a trip yeah and well yeah we'll get more into the movie when we get to it so now what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about our tomato scores and predictions for for this movie so this is something Zena did did Matt prep you on this portion are you like are you ready to give us your score yeah. predictions for this I re- look at my notes these are like extensive oh notes holy cow look at you yeah so I'm ready okay so I'm gonna take notes of these so that I don't forget what they are so we'll do our uh our critic score and then our audience score and so Zena I'm gonna let you go first and then I will uh, okay. I'll go. Or well, Sid than me. So I think Critic Score is going to be thirty-seven. Oh my gosh! Because wow. Spoiler: I liked it, <laughs> and I feel like normally when I like something, no one else does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That's that's a good. Uh, that's a I good. was really curious if you were going to like this movie, Zena, because it we'll had talk about these that. We'll lulls. Talk, yeah, we'll talk about. Not that really, in the but like I was very curious. <clears throat> we'll talk about that in the review. And then my audience score was fifty nine. Fifty nine. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Well, maybe I should change it to sixty nine. <laughs> go ahead if you want to that's a bit higher though you want to change it or are you going to leave it mm, yeah let's change it to 69 right, we're going to make it sexy and make it 69 <laughs> alright Sid oh my gosh okay I was just going to do this off the cuff so I want to say critics score is going to be 84 okay. whoa I think critics are going to like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And I think that the people score. The audience? Yeah, the people. <laughs> the people. We the people. We no, I'm, the I'm, people. I'm giving, you, I'm giving you crap. Yes. Don't give me crap. <laughs> um, I think mm-hmm. that the um, audience score is going to be around 70. 70. Ooh. Oh, you said 69. Yes, Do seven, 72. 72. 72. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Got some oh, close numbers. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Okay, so I'm gonna... sorry, sorry, that's just really what I think. <laughs> so I'm going to say a critic score of it was 92. It's not as sexy. Whoa, 92. 92. Yes. I'm going to say 92 for critic score. And the audience, I'm going to say, man, y'all, y'all got it. That Do you like 83? I know. I'll re- I want to be right around <laughs> where you guys are. Um, I'm going to say, a, I'm not going to go that high. I'm going to go a 76. So I'm going to You need stay. to start going first so that you don't get to modify your ideas around your ideas. I don't need to modify. I, I just want to say that to. mine were written down. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I, I do that sometimes. <laughs> I didn't do it this week. I honestly had not thought about them at all. So I was kind of, but the second that you said 37, I knew that mine was going to be substantially higher than that. So. Well, Matt told me that that was too low. It is too low. And I was just like, well, I just don't fucking trust the critics, which is why I'm here right Matt, now. Matt is weirdly good at calling this. <laughs> So I will give him credit for that for sure. Well, he's now that we've already guessed, like we're good. Yeah, yeah, we're safe now. Our, Matt our numbers thinks are he's going to be like eighty-seven. It does he? Yeah. Okay. So well, he's in between me and Sid then. So we'll, we'll yeah. see what happens as far as for the critic score. I think it's going to be pretty high. Judd Apatow does rarely gets bad critic reviews. That's why. That's it, to me, this thinking. is like a very pleasing mm-hmm. critic movie, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I mean, it is, but what, yeah. I'm just being risky out here. Hey, I like it. I like it. You went full Chris on that. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling it. So this is the point where we're going to go into our review of the King of Staten Island. So from here on out, it's spoilers. Just know that. So everything you hear from this point onward is uh, is going to be all about the movie. So starting mm-hmm. now. All right. So... Let's talk about this thing. I'm ready to get into this movie a little bit. So uh, normally this would be the point where we would talk about uh, if we all liked the movie or not. But you guys have been very clear about how you feel about this movie (laughs) before we even started talking about it. So I'm going to tell you guys. Blaine. Yes. Get your laws off my butt. (laughs) Oh my God. Get get out of here. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Mm. All right, whatever. <laughs> so, anyways, I pers- I'm going. This to- is how our marriage works. Uh huh. Yeah, she just abuses me. I surprise you. Uh huh. There's so, a difference. Oh, this is actually a number. Oh no, it's number four popularity on IMDb. Interesting. Um. So, I guess I'll say what I thought about Isn't this. Isn't that kind of cheating? Uh, I mean, I just now saw it, so I guess not. Um, <laughs> so we- I haven't talked about whether I like this or not. Sydney and I have not talked about this movie at all, and so preface this by saying i have loved every single judd apatow movie up till now this is 40 is one of my favorite comedy movies i love 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 that movie so much i actually even i think probably his least like popular movie is the one that had uh good gosh adam sandler about him getting cancer y'all remember that movie i don't even know if y'all remember it. it it's like judd apatow's like least popular movie i think it's probably like his shittiest movie. <laughs> yeah it, it got like the least uh i i think people liked it the least I, it was called funny people and it had seth rogan and oh yeah matt and yeah. i literally talked about that movie really? before and matt was like that's the shittiest movie <laughs> <laughs> so 
Oh, gosh. I just coughed right into the mic. Sorry, everybody. Goodness. <clears throat> so, I actually liked Funny People pretty well, considering. So, I'm all in. I never saw Trainwreck, though, which was his last movie that he did, and it starred Amy Schumer, and I just really don't like Amy Schumer. So, I didn't watch the movie. Uh, there are a lot of people that I like that were in it, but I just do not dig amy schumer so i didn't watch it same yeah same <laughs> so i mean that <laughs> is what it is but so with all that being said i <clears throat> hated this movie what so much what are you talking about you were full of shit <laughs> i could tell you were so full of shit oh my god motherfucker i'm sorry <laughs> I was you just... were so full of shit do you see my face uh, she wasn't looking at she me she was you were gonna the only fight one. <laughs> you were ready to fight you're gonna throw bows oh yeah i was no, I, I adore this movie. I love it. It's so good. I was like, gonna I, harp. I was gonna cry because it's really heartwarming. Yeah, it is. It is. No, I, I love. You would this have movie. to be a cold ass motherfucker <laughs> to not like this movie. That's a damn truth. Yeah, like yeah. really, like, I really feel like you would. I feel like you would too. I I really like this movie as well. <laughs> Sorry, there's like there's a cat peeking through a window hole, <laughs> staring at us. He's trying to break in here. He is. So yeah, I dug this movie. It was really good. I like Pete Davidson even more, which is interesting because when we first started talking about Pete like a while back, I, uh, I you know earlier in the podcast I wasn't crazy about him, but I'm all about him now. I really like him. And can I just say that even when they're trying to make her not look like a foxy sexy lady marissa tomei got it going <laughs> on old old tomei like can we talk about that shag haircut dude Holla. i'm all oh, about marissa. it like yeah, yeah, marissa yeah, yeah, tomei yeah. she's yeah, gotta she be in her it. 50s she is a stone cold fox like just even when they're trying to make her not even look that great in this movie so matt brought up that she's the aunt in spider oh yeah she's aunt may yeah so and hands down hottest aunt may can we say well and but, so yeah, for sure, it is really interesting though how they they definitely try to not make mm-hmm. her hot. Mm-hmm. It's just impossible. But yeah. she's gorge. Like, she has she's that, just gorge. This yeah. is a weird comparison, but she has the same like eyes and smirk as Taylor Swift. Like she has the like she does. It's like squinty, yeah. like this like it's like a little like. I, don't I just know feel like comparing it. her to Taylor Swift is like doing such a huge I mean, it's a weird comparison. Uh, it is not a character gross. comparison. No, 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 no. No, let me be don't. clear. This is not a character comparison. This I can't is, stand Don't Taylor shame Swift. the Tomei. Get this out of right. here. No, 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 no. But no, that's nasty T Swizzy. No, I am I I'm not back down from this comparison because <laughs> it is not a character comparison or anything other than like this like little like the smize. It's like a smirk. It's like a smirk. It's mm. like a sexy smirk like that mm. tea swizzles got and so mm. does marissa tomei it's like the same thing honestly actually i can see the smirk for sure Do you know what i mean like it's like yeah, the little like it's like that it's like a sly kind of like secretive smirk I yeah just, it's like, mysterious and like yeah. yeah i don't know i just like try not to really even look at tea swizzle anymore she just gets on my nerves i mean she's on my nerves too but <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just yes, saying it reminds me of that yeah and so, yeah she definitely yeah, has she, sex appeal in this so aside from all that she's just so good in this movie like everybody in this movie is so good this movie is so solid like i love it so much it's just avatar knows how to make a good movie mm-hmm. and like sydney spoiled earlier that it's just like <laughs> this happy ending like feel good 
Like this movie, just you leave it feeling happy, and like it's just so uplifting. You know what? Maybe and... I didn't spoil it though, because sometimes people just want, especially right now in this day and time and age, yes. like, mm-hmm. some people want to know what they're in for. Sure. Like, am I in for something that's going to make me want to kill myself, or am I yeah. in for something that's going to make me feel good and make me have hope in humanity? I mean, and I can make me that. like just know that I'm going into something that le- that ends with yeah. something that's going to bring me hope. And yeah. that's what this that's what this movie does. Like it's hopeful, it's beautiful. Sure. It's just good. And it ha- it has like it doesn't it doesn't this movie doesn't feel the need to like constantly impress you. Mm-hmm. I think is something I noticed about it. Like it's comfortable in its skin and it has moments of like slight awkwardness. Like the moments between uh, when Pete is talking to oh my gosh, any of the conversations that are just between Pete and um the um Bill Burr's character. Yeah, uh, Ray. Ray. Like, there are some slightly awkward, like, exchanges between these two. Um, (laughs) Or when he's giving Harold the kid, the nine-year-old kid, a tattoo. And everyone is just like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like... That was the most awkward. I was so... I felt so awkward. Yeah. Yeah. But it really told a lot to his character at that point. Yeah. Yeah, Where he was at that point in the movie. jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah. And that's... And Igor's like response to it. Like, he's the only level-headed one. He's just like, dude, what the hell? He's like, I can't even believe I'm friends with you. And I love that character... It says that yeah. I can't. I can't believe I'm friends with y'all. Yeah, like, I don't even great. respect y'all anymore. Like, yeah. I so love shocked. that. Yeah, he's so shocked by the whole thing. <clears throat> and then, like, even just the scenes where, um, where Scott or Pete Davidson's character is like just going through the motions of being at the firehouse. Like, oh there, are, there are some like ex- his little <laughs> montages. And... Yeah. Well, there are just some scenes where it's just like he's just kind of like, all right, well, I'm just cleaning this toilet now. <laughs> and like, it just drags out these moments. It's like not... the guy telling him about the bed bugs. Well, the let's, bug, let's yeah. like roll back yeah. some because I feel no, like I that's like getting into the nitty gritty of it. Yeah, yeah. But like the very intro. Oh, of I wanted it, to talk about that too. Yeah. And so, like, you open up the movie and you see Scott P. Davidson yeah. is in a car driving down the road and yep. he mm. closes his eyes. Yes. Which yeah. anyone with mental health issues, like myself included, has probably done this. Like I felt like it was such like a vulnerable state mm. where yeah. he closes his eyes while he's driving. And just to feel something. Yeah, yeah. And he opens them and he almost, he does do a hit and run because mm-hmm. he's a kind of a shitty person. Yeah. <laughs> but like he opens them at the last minute and he was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And like mm-hmm. he immediately like, regrets like what yeah. he did. And he's like telling himself and God and like any anything that he's yeah. sorry. Yeah. And I think that that whole thing, like Matt and I talked about this, is an analogy for the whole movie. Like, yeah. that sets forth the whole tone of the it's entire like this, movie. like this self-destructive nature, but like not wanting to have that, but it just being there. And yeah. Like, like, oh, and that's just that's planted his... by like the trauma that yeah. he has. Yeah, that is like it all. It's a, this movie is an amazing, amazing tribute to mental health. Like I have yeah. never seen before. For sure. Like, oh, I cannot say enough about it. I have never witnessed like someone with Crohn's A mm-hmm. or someone with mental health issues like that being as vulnerable 
in yeah. a movie as he is. God, it was so good when he. Sorry, I didn't interrupt you. So that, <laughs> Go ahead. When he just when he's talking about being having Crohn's, he's like, "It's just well, pretty just much where my stomach's shit. Yeah, I just pretty much have to shit all the time. He's like, and the guy's like, "All right, man. Well, how about you like never say that again?" He's like, "I was just trying to raise awareness about Crohn's," <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck yes! Can <laughs> like, you please wear, <laughs> raise yeah. awareness about Crohn's? Like, I'm yeah. so here for that. Can we please normalize taking a shit? Can we please normalize duties?" <laughs> No, but then um, the scene where he's talking to uh, what's her, what's the girl's name? Um, the uh, one that you thought was cute, that not Carly, oh, Aquilina, oh, but the other uh, one, the main one, Kelsey. Kelsey. She, yeah, she was like just like weird, just super the cute. short hair. Uh, no, that's Carly the... Aquilino. She's like my biggest girl crush of all time. Oh yeah, I she love Carly is, but she's not in it very much. She's not, which is sad. But her and Pete Davidson are really good friends. No, but she it's was, the, yeah, on Girl Code. On Girl Code, it's the first scene with Kelsey and Scott. Um, when they're in bed together, and he he tells her like, yeah, and he's oh, like, you don't want to, yeah. you don't want to be with me because there's something oh. wrong with me. And he's yeah. like, and then what is he? I, I can't felt remember that in my soul. I know. And and he, he was just like, there's something wrong with my in my head. Like and he I was don't. like, I don't want to put that on you. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, and I do things, and I say things, and I'm I'm too much, and, like, and I can you, get angry. I get real angry sometimes. And... Yeah, yeah. Like he's like, I'm too much, and I'm not right. And she says, I don't want. And he's like. And then she says something about herself, and he's like, yeah, well, that's why you're so great. And she goes, okay, but I don't want you to feel that way about yourself. It was just, yeah. like, gut-wrenching. Yeah. Like, I... It's good. I love that conversation, this openness, this dialogue. This mm-hmm. is, like, a conversation. It's vulnerable, like I yeah. said. Like, that conversation needs to be had. It's it needs very to raw. be okay mm-hmm. That we're not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I, yeah, yeah I, and that's Pete Davidson all around. Like, oh yeah, because people have made sure. fun of him, you know, about the way he looks and all of his stuff. It's like, well, he's like, actually, this is actually who I am, and I make a whole entire movie about it. And so here you go. Yeah, it was it was yeah. brutally honest, and uh, and he, I mean, he helped write it with with Judd. So, which uh, I think you can clearly yeah, see. Yeah, I mean, there was no way that he didn't help write this, and. And clearly Judd saw, you know, something in Pete and liked him enough and his story and everything. Just be like, we need to like, we need to get this out there. We need to tell it. But I like it that it wasn't like a, I was a little worried when it was first coming out. I'm like, is this going to be like a tit for tat? Just like, here's Pete Davidson's life. But it's almost more of just like, if like Pete. Like email. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But instead it was like, if Pete hadn't become famous, like if this is what oh, his life would have been. Like this is Pete's life without the fame. Like, this is where he would have been, like, and he probably would have done something like this. He probably would have, you know, ended up bumming it in the fire fire department and about set a fireplace. Well, he talks about, Pete talks about, I can't remember what we were listening to, but he talks about how um, when he first got on with SNL, uh, Louis C.K. would, like, get on him all the time and be like, he's such a piece of shit. Well, he would, like, yeah, he would, like, accuse him of being, like, high. And she's like, you're just so high all the time. You're just wasting your life. You make me uncomfortable because you're so high. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in an interview he did. Um... He talked about it in that stand-up, too, didn't he? He does a little bit, but there, well, there's an interview about the stand-up, though, but he does talk about it in the stand-up. Because he he talks about it's, like, great that he can actually talk shit about him now. Yeah, because he's like, fuck Louis C.K. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. because Louis is a dick. Yeah, because Louis was so shitty to him. But yeah. He's lucky Louis didn't jack off in front of him, (laughs) (laughs) since apparently he did that to everyone else. I guess... Pete is lucky that he's a man. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, he's pretty tall and intimidating person. He's only 6'1", though. I looked it up because I was like, how tall is he? Because in this movie, he is like 
towering. These are the smallest yeah, he's actors. Just around. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you think about it. In like, this movie. So he's only There's, an inch taller than you. Yeah, no, he's not that much. He's not yeah. that tall. It's just that he weighs like 100 pounds. Mm. And then on top of that, Bill Burr is like short and... You know, a lot of the other women in the movie are obviously shorter like, and tiny. And then yeah. Igor is Igor's like, like a four foot ten. Tall. The only guy, which and you can kind <laughs> yeah. of get a little bit better. And maybe some of that was intentional. You, you can get a better gauge of his height when they put him next to his one buddy that uh, is just such a, I think it was Oscar, the guy with the buzz cut. Or like the shaved head or whatever it was. Ooh, I loved him. Oh. I loved his character. He said the funniest dude white <laughs> trash shit I've oh, ever he, yeah. heard. Him I loved when it. Harold is getting the tattoo. Oh my god. The yes. nine year old. He's yeah. like, Yeah, bro. He's like got the best pain tolerance ever. And he's yeah. just like going on about how this kid is like he was like awesome. hyping. He was just like hyping him up. Yeah. He was like, man, he was a total hype man. God. And then when he when when they end up going to jail and he's like talking, he's like, you got to take care of my cat. He's like, you better take care of sprinkles. He's like, you better pet him, feed it. Tell him, <laughs> like, tell him I miss him and I love him, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I was so obsessed with that character. Yeah, yeah he, he was, was great. <laughs> he was great, and with- he gets fucking shot. Yeah, yeah. He actually gets shot. Anyway, yeah. sorry. That whole robbing yeah. the, the whole robbing the store scene. I'm like, oh shit, this got very real. But you know yeah. what? It like, oh, I had this moment of being like, you know what? Some of these kids out here that do this dumb ass shit, like they really are just like those kids. They're yeah. like, what if we did this? Oh, there and, is that is for sure the truth. That's I mean, a thing. Yeah. Like I have It's a not friend. always like violent, dangerous, like t- bottom yeah. of the barrel people. Sometimes it's just people who are just like, what if we did this? And they don't like, they just don't well, have a better also, idea. I think that they think this is a victimless, victimless crime. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So like you're mm-hmm. robbing a, a pharmacy, which is yeah. a plot in the movie. Like, yeah. And they think they're just going to go in, rob the pharmacy and leave. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into a whole fiasco. And it's because the people that run the pharmacy are still in the pharmacy. Well, yeah. and it's also clearly not a victimless crime to them because they're like on the business owner side. Oh, and they're like, we well, keep getting Well, and it's not robbed. really a victimless crime. No, right. But it's yeah. just like from an outsider's perspective, that's the view. Well, which yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. And there rarely is a victimless crime. And I, I like that that's kind of how it's portrayed here. It's like, yes, exactly. this is their business, but it's like, why the fuck are you guys here? We keep getting robbed. This is like the fourth time we've been robbed. Oh, yeah. They say we're, they, they say, say that. And he's yeah. like, I'm going to shoot you. And he's like, like we I'm didn't do this. This, this is the first time we've been here. And that guy is just like, I don't, I don't care. care. I'm going to shoot yeah. you. <laughs> like, I'm going to shoot you because you're I'm like, done with this. You're destroying yeah. my livelihood. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's the whole thing. I like, I really, that I really liked some of the perspectives like that. And, um, even like with the firefighters and all that, where, where, where we're sitting right now in the world with a lot of things going on, I don't want to make it too political or anything, but with a lot of things that are being said and done currently, I like that this movie was filmed and made before all that. And it seems like it's kind of countered to some of the things that are being said and done right now to where like the concept of victimless crimes and stuff is like, just because it's to you, it seems victimless does not mean it's victimless. Like you are Mm -hmm. harming someone. And just because insurance is a thing doesn't mean that it's going to make these people's life better. Mm -hmm. And like, I like how it was depicted here. I like, I like the, I think about insurance isn't, 
always available. Exactly. No, I mean, it's not. And there's deductibles too, right? So yeah. like you have like a tree fall in your house, for example, which almost happened to us the other day. And it was like, oh, thank God it didn't. Because I bet if it had caused the damage that it could have caused, it would have like been $1,500 oh, yeah. at, yeah. at the lowest. Out of pocket. Yeah. And, it, and yeah. yeah, it would have been better for us to just go ahead and pay that out of pocket. And yeah. That's... Because then everything's going to go up again anyway. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it's like, do you just pay it or what? Yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. complicated. There's and, and like then, a lot more nuance. And if things. you don't have that type of money. Just sitting around? Yeah, like if you don't have 1500 cash just laying around to replace the oxys that just got stolen yeah. right. from here. Like this <laughs> pharmacy. You know, Which honestly this, probably wouldn't touch it. But with well, it this yeah. like pharmacy having been robbed three or four times before, yeah. like... It's going to be even more expensive for... Yeah, like imagine filing like your fourth insurance claim. Oh my God, mm-hmm. yeah. I yeah. mean... Exactly. You're already probably on your last leg in this part of the community, so, which is a whole different topic. And it kind of falls into that, you know, uh, pl- play stupid games, you know, win stupid prizes kind of thing where it's just like I really liked how they portrayed it and where that was definitely like a pivotal moment I liked how at that point it was Pete he was bettering his life and then he got mad because uh, what's his name Bill Burr's character uh, Ray wouldn't leave his mom or that you know that he's staying with his mom or whatever and he was mad about it and he was like oh he's laughing. should we go out. back and like explain the movie uh, we can I mean not really with movies <laughs> like this anybody listening to this point is yeah. gonna have already seen it yeah I mean sometimes we do sometimes we don't movies like this it's a little more like there's not like there's a lot of just I don't want to call it downtime but you know there's not like these huge 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 events I mean obviously like yeah it's just a slow well, like, can we talk about the freaking college scenes because it made me want to go back to college like it perfectly encapsulated (laughs) a college Mm -hmm. party Mm -hmm. like the music why was he using music from our time in college which was a total judd apatow move it's because we are the coolest people (laughs) our exact age group Uh, is that what are you talking about you don't think i am the coolest person i mean you're all right but like millennials kind of suck i'm all right and you married me i am here for some kid cutting (laughs) oh yeah yeah Yeah. give me give me kid cutting oh no i was so here for that the movie started with cutty too oh God, I listened to Cuddy all afternoon after that I watched yeah. it because it was just, I was like, oh my God, I love, I mean, I love Kid Cuddy yeah, anyway, but like seeing it in that kind of context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, it just, it was so good. It definitely was, had it like brought a very nostalgic kind of vibe. I feel like yeah. that was Pete's doing, honestly. It probably was. It was Pete's doing. It probably was. I don't, I'm torn if it was Peter Judd because Judd is from that time period where a lot of his movies. Yeah, incorporate like I know his that movies have excellent soundtracks. They do. Like well, that. it's funny. I they was do, waiting but around. Pete's a big friend, big fan of Cuddy. I know that. Yeah, yeah I, I was waiting around for an Ava Brothers song because he's obsessed. Judd Apatow's obsessed with the Ava <laughs> Brothers, and he literally made an Ava Brothers movie. So, and obviously there are local people. So I was just I like, saw oh, that. yeah, but he, I didn't even know about that. I was yeah. Like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, he's uh, Judd's like homies with them. They're friends and stuff. So like he's been putting their music in a lot of stuff that he's been attached to even TV shows. So I was like, are we going to get one? But that's not Pete's style at all. So I'm glad that he didn't do it. But, um, yeah, it's, God, there's just so much in this movie. That's just really solid, really good comedy. Like really just weird moments where you're just like, this is almost like, I feel like some of the stuff, like, like having to box for their tips, stuff like that. Like just, <laughs> I was going to bring that up yeah. because did anyone else just want to go get Hulk gloves I know, right? and, and just go like, do that? Yeah. Though? Go fight with some yeah, Hulk gloves. I was like, I want to fight now. I know. Right. Yeah. Watching him like 
there was this discomfort to watching him try to actually be a productive citizen where you're kind of like, you're like, you got a little bit of like tight butthole about it. You're <laughs> like, what if he just like gives up? Like, cause mm-hmm. he's just, he's not about it. Like he, at the very beginning of all of his pursuits, he's just like, I don't like this work but thing. But he literally does everything someone asked him to do. Like, yeah. Literally yeah. everything and anything. He is walking these kids to school every day mm-hmm. just because like his mom's new boyfriend decided to ask him. Like he does everything he's in his like, power to please people essentially. And you have this you have these moments every time he's faced with like this new responsibility that you're like, Oh god, what if he just doesn't do it? What if he's a piece of shit? Like you're, you're like I said, like this like tight bow yeah, moment. Same, like where you're just like same. you are like for sure. I definitely felt like that too, where I was like, Oh god, everyone's about to get murdered. Like we're yeah. in such like a fucked up time period right now where yeah. I was like, This can't possibly end in like a a yeah. positive way. way like this person's definitely not going to pick up this heavy load and just pull it and just <laughs> carry it like no he'll find a way out but he doesn't yeah he picks up the load and he carries it and like i don't know with every single and thing he does yeah. it in such a way that he ends up endearing everyone around him like mm-hmm. while he does it because he does it so genuinely and i feel like it might also be a comment on his who his dad was which is apparently just a very good person and you can tell that he because he makes that comment to his younger sister and he's like well you just should be lucky that you didn't know dad because if you did then you'd know how amazing he was you know and so you can like so so you know that that deep 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 in there is like this like like burnt in character that his dad gave him and that's what comes out throughout the movie as pe- as people pour yeah. in as people pour into him his whatever his dad instilled in him pours out and what's a, what is like such a in such a contrast to that is that the mom is like but you know your dad wasn't perfect right like your dad had issues your dad that's was, what made him so great mm-hmm. it's what made him, it's what made him human feet. yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. speaking of his dad can we talk about his real life dad scott davidson mm-hmm and how <gasps> that's he... why his name was Scott. Oh, I know it was. I didn't know I'm that. It was. Now. I completely oh, I died when I saw that. I didn't. Know um, that. his real life dad is Scott Davidson, and he died in 9 11. Yeah, yeah, and I, I knew that. that for sure. And he was for real a firefighter. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I thought it was really, really amazing, powerful, touching moment that Steve Buscemi signed on for this movie Mm -hmm. did this movie did it in such a way that he was like hey let's accept this guy Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. let's just let him stay here yeah and then when he and then when he says did you just make me a firefighter and he was like what the fuck yeah Yeah. like you know you're gonna clean the toilets but i i loved that little bit of naivety of like did i just like win the lottery for doing nothing did i just get this (laughs) for nothing it's like no motherfucker you did not like he's like oh shit okay all right i guess gotta work hard (laughs) i guess i gotta work hard but yeah. did y'all know that Steve Ushimi was a firefighter? No. He, for New York. Really? He became an actor. And then when 9-11 happened, he literally flew to New York and really resumed his fire department work Dang. and worked at Ground Zero. I did helping not know that. Out. That's wild. Wow. So that is why it's so touching that he's in this in my opinion is because he pretty much holds the mantle of what pete's dad 
yeah in real life was trying to do when he died that's yeah. awesome and so i think that i've always loved and respected c Bushimi because he seems like a really legitimate genuine person yeah and also just an amazing kind soul mm-hmm. but to me it this movie like double downs on it because he's willing to come in as that role and mm-hmm. be like this like wise persona that he has in there but also like knowing that he's like paying a tribute to a literal hero and he talks about how pete's dad in real life is a hero in this movie Mm -hmm. in my opinion like what he says about his dad being a fucking hero you feel like it was Mm -hmm. authentic i think that was real like i totally think well because you saw pete's reaction like that was one of those when i was mentioning those moments where it was a little bit awkward he was just like well thank thanks for thanks for um sharing that you know and he says it like two or three times well thanks thanks for sharing you know and it's like i think because he's like he doesn't know how to yeah accept that maybe that was a little bit real yeah yeah Yeah. i felt a lot of the moments in this felt really genuine um and i'm sure that there was a good bit of Knowing that it's Avatar, uh, some improv moments and stuff too. Yeah. I would not be surprised if they set up like situations and just kind of let them roll. And mm-hmm. and I mean, uh, you know, you're going to get awkwardness from Pete anyways. But yeah, <laughs> like, that's what makes him so amazing, though. In my it is. He, I mean, he did a very good job. Can we just talk about how handsome he is too, though? It's... Like, as weird as he looks, he's handsome. You know, the hottest thing about Pete Davidson is his teeth. Okay, well, I was going to say his <laughs> Mars Attacks tattoo in the yeah. center of his chest. Dude, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, his tattoo is that big old shark on his chest, too. Dude, it's I am like, actually legit. I, I love his tattoos. Yeah, I like his tattoos, too, but they do look a bit like stamps. Like he, yeah. I like that because yeah. he, you know, it's kind of funny They're because just super random. Ray and in the movie talks about how I'm so pasty. I never thought I could have a tattoo because I'm so white. Like Mm -hmm. I thought it would look weird, blah, blah, blah. And it's funny because like, I think that that's actually what makes Pete Davis's tattoos like pop so much is that he is, he is like that pale white campus, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but all of his tattoos are like, bam, in your face. Yeah. They really pop. I loved, um, I love the fact that his tattoos on Ray were like everything Ray oh didn't want them to be. And Ray was just trusting him to make this like amazing back piece. And it was just like the little ghost from Pac-Man and in a full-blown uh, tribal tramp stamp. Uh, yeah. Tribal tramp stamp <laughs> oh and like God. Asian letters that meant like orange chicken and like, <laughs> <laughs> like just the worst things ever. But his yeah. mom's but reaction. His mom was like, yeah, she was so sweet Well, because right at the top in the center he did like the heartfelt like picture of all of them together as a family like his sister. And then his dad is like a little angel mm-hmm. in his helmet. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Was... How could you not like this? movie yeah like, i really don't know you yeah. would have to have you'd have no to be a heart. cold ass motherfucker <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you really would because it is just so heartwarming like it yeah is. it's a little bit cringy sometimes but it I is i love that's the best part of it for me yeah, is some of the like, it's so like, real like yeah, it is it so real it, god i was just it, there's we've got um on over here the imdb page up and it's kind of like running a little bit of a trailer like for the movie and like the scene like some of his little like just he loves just the uncomfortable jokes it was like when (laughs) when he took the little girl to school for the first time and the teacher's like are you okay 
Like, are you all right? <laughs> Who is this man that brought you? And he's like, she's not going to break. I trained her the whole way here. <laughs> in the car. <laughs> yeah, I trained her in the car the whole way here. And it's just like, like he just loves like that awkward, uncomfortable, like dark humor. But, and there was so much of that that was in here that was really good. I hated laughing at that because I feel uh, like there's... Dude, I loved every little ounce of the dark humor. <laughs> all of it. All of it. And I like, I mean... I would say that I'm, like, really into dark humor. <laughs> but, like, this was definitely, like, next level dark humor. But I was completely obsessed with it. Because it was kind of refreshing to yeah. have, like... To have something not be scared. Not be scared to say something and do something. Yeah, honestly. like, yeah. I yeah. thought it was super refreshing. Like, this yeah. guy is fucking frank about how he feels about everything. Like, mm-hmm. shit, he just had sex with someone he can't come because of his antidepressants. Like, yeah. that is excellent like i am so here for someone just being honest like we as a society are not honest right now like everyone is like full of shit yeah full of shit like (laughs) tight butthole like you said earlier disingenuous yeah Yeah. and it was it was just just so refreshing to have like this really honest conversations that they had in that movie Mm -hmm. it was great I loved yeah. it. No, I agree. I was going to ask. I don't know if you noticed. We did. Uh, did you notice uh, Jimmy Tatro? I guess is how you say his name. So it's the kid from American Vandal. The main kid was one of the firefighters. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I knew he looked familiar. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I kept thinking about the guy from Workaholics. Oh, he does kind of. <laughs> he yeah. is similar to um, uh, Adam Devine. Adam Devine. Yeah. Yes. He's real similar and to him. So I knew it wasn't him, but I was like, I know yeah. this guy. I know this guy. He's the main guy. kid from American Vandal. He's got that mustache in this movie, though, so he's hard to recognize. He just needs to be in everything. I freaking love also, him. Also, can we so talk funny. about how he was like, I'm just a sensitive man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I love that because then he's so like, good. I've just been drawing dicks on everything. <laughs> like, in his previous. Role. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I actually thought it was Channing Tatum for a moment. I was like, Wait, what happened to who? that dude? Dude, his neck got too big, so now he can't act anymore. His neck swallowed his head, so he's just a neck now. Dude, but for real, his neck is like freakishly long. It's like that one dude in that mugshot that's neck yeah, like overtook like his whole body. Yeah. yeah, it's like we should just like have a competition to see whose whose neck takes over their entire body first. Him. Or uh, John Cena, whichever, which one of them turns into the a human is, neck first? Is like Channing Tatum is not like he's fit. My dude yeah. is fit. Yeah, but he's like not so fit that his neck should be yeah. like forty inches. No, he's yeah. he's not. Right. It, yeah, right. he's, like his neck is probably like the size of your waist, Sydney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it's un- unnatural. Yeah, and them, absurd. Them thick neck boys. Thick neck boys. That's them, our rap group. What, I was the, about to say them TMBs. Them TMBs. Them thick neck boys. <laughs> We're just gonna start doing hashtags. <laughs> yeah. Thick neck boys. Thick neck boys. <laughs> them thick neck boys. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about about this? I I know Zini took a lot of notes. I, I took probably the least notes I've taken of any movie in this because I was just like taking it in. Like there weren't these huge huge story beats. Like. It, um, oh, one thing I did want to talk about. The only other thing that's in my notes, because I only took like four notes. Uh, the fact that Carla was real. The girlfriend, oh, the yeah. online girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, uh, Igor's, I love that. Yeah, the fact that Igor's girlfriend was real and she showed and up to see like, him in prison. It's and so he good. just looked over and they were like, she was real. <laughs> I loved that. Like, indeed. I mean, like yeah. with that whole thing. Yeah. I was like... Hell yeah, yeah, Igor getting laid out here. Yep. My other favorite thing to, to mention is when um, 
Marissa, what's her name in the movie? Uh, Tomei. Uh, what's no, her, what's oh, her name? What's What's her name in the movie? Uh, uh, Scott's mom. Yeah, Scott's, <laughs> Scott's mom. mom. Um, it is. I'm trying to find that on here, and I don't see. Oh, it's uh, it's Margie or Marge. Margie, whatever. Margie. Anyway, when she um is just like you, both of you leave. Like she's just, just dumb just with leave. both of them. Yeah, because... and like literally kicks both of them out. Yeah. yeah, and then he comes back and he's like, "Mom." And she still doesn't give a shit. She's just like, "Bye!" And shuts the door in his she's face. Just having Savage. a girl. She's having a girl day. That would be me and you, Zena. Like Clark. Her? Clark comes back and is like trying yes. to like, get back in, yes. and we're just like, <laughs> "Fuck her off!" With her sister is the best it is so good. scene. Her being like. Okay, honey, like, you know what? Let's just have a, like, we'll just step outside. Like a little sidebar. And and then she, he goes outside, and she fucking closes the door, and her sister is like, you did not! It was amazing. I loved it. The sister, sorry, is the the sister's joke when he's like, he's like, suck a dick. And she's like, sorry, I already had that for breakfast. I'm not hungry. (laughs) I was just like, oh, shit. I was like, I'm going to remember that. The sister? (laughs) I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah. I was, was here for her the whole time because she was serving realness the whole time yeah. at the graduation mm-hmm. party. She was like, "Honey, you were a snack left on the table." <laughs> I mean, that whole thing yeah. that she talks about. I was here for that. I was mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. here for that positivity. Yeah. There's so much like, nuance. Really like we've said so much about this movie, and I don't even think we're really done. Like we're I feel not. like we could talk a lot more about it. Yeah, and I, and I, that would be my last comment about this movie is that the dialogue was so laden with treasures and like nuances and like yeah. just so many d- layers that that's that's my final comment about this movie it's just that yeah. it's, it's got so much to offer it does and i'm trying to think because i mean i know like I don't, I don't know how much of an it makes for like interesting listening for all of us just like heaping on praise on this thing but like i keep trying to think about anything that i did not like about this movie and like i I cannot think know, of anything that I did not like about this movie. Seriously. Like I've been trying to think and it's like, I don't want to like be too painfully positive, but I really don't have any complaints. Like I, yeah, I, I, yes. I asked Matt, I was like, what do I do if I don't have anything negative to say? Cause I really don't yeah. like, and I, I cannot say enough about how excited I am as a person with mental health issues and a person that has not Crohn's, but like something similar, like seeing that like in a movie and someone talking about it and like, it's completely normal and Mm -hmm. he can have a conversation with his friends and family, which all my friends and family know that I'm super open about all that stuff. Sure. But I really appreciated seeing it like Mm -hmm. that. I mean, I thought it was amazing that these are conversations that are being had especially mm-hmm. being had on movie screen mm-hmm. yeah. thank you mm-hmm. i mean that's great it's just a shame it wasn't on the big screen honestly I know. That's I, it was because i feel like and it's not really being advertised anywhere mm-hmm. like i had to really search to figure out where to watch it yeah well and this mm-hmm. is still one of those like 20 dollar movie rental things yeah like, i was i was wishing that they were gonna do the the thing that they did for like scoob and stuff where you pay like five bucks more and you just own it it's like why not but well i was like why can't i own it yeah. I want to I wanna, own this I want to buy it. Yeah. Just like put it on in the background. Like let it go. Or why is it not just on HBO Max? Yeah. Like oh. the fact that you have to go to Hulu, sign yeah. up through to HBO Max through Hulu and pay $30 a month. Oh, weird. 
yeah. or buy it or rent it. We just rented bad. it on Amazon. On Amazon, which is what we ended up doing. But yeah. it was just like, it was actually complicated to be able to figure out how to watch it. Yeah, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, and, and I will say one other thing, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, but I did really love just the positive, like uplifting, really solid depiction of firefighters in this movie. Yes. And, and like, I just, like, thank you. Like, and we've just seen so much. Negativity. Just negativity lately and like where we are in the world and like just heaping on so much like hatred and stuff on like public service people and like I know that people aren't perfect like like they aren't and, and, and the world's not perfect and there's things that can be fixed and can be done better but like it was just nice and refreshing to see these public, public servants and these people who put their lives on the line every fucking day like risking themselves in, in this positive uplifting light like I really enjoyed it there was this one scene where Pete Davidson is painting the paint line where the fire truck parks yeah. in the garage. Yeah. And he looks at one of the the fire department guys. Yeah. And he says, Oh wow, you guys do a lot of shit jobs, right? Yeah. And the guy says, No. This yeah. is our home. Mm-hmm. Like we want to take care of the home that we live in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was so it's powerful. Lot. Yeah. Well, I how mean, about how about when he's sitting there? He's just posted up at the fire station. Like everybody's gone. The work's being done oh, elsewhere. Yeah. And the guy wanders up with the freaking bullet wound yep. or stab wound or whatever it is, which was Action <laughs> Bronson. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, was, yeah. yeah that, which I love. That was I, so anyway, good. I could. Yeah, that my, was good. My brain couldn't keep up with what was happening in that scene. I mean, again, we're just unpacking layers and we haven't, so even, much we haven't even gotten into how the yeah. girl the girl was trying to be like a city planner like yeah. that's a whole different thing oh god there's so much there's so there, much there's goodness. so much yeah there's I so know. it's just so dense and that's the thing with avatar movies they usually run like two and a half hours and there's so much in it and it's got so much depth and so much how nuance. long was this movie it was yeah. like two and a half hours really i remember yeah. having the thought it, like, like this is long blinked by it in my mind it, it was over two hours it i was, had the thought that it was long but i was okay with it but i love that you know what the one of the most important messages of that movie was the guy who walked up to the fire station mm-hmm. saying, hey, I need help. Because that and is... And they did and didn't question. Yeah, because to Blaine's point, these are the same people in uniform across the board that are there when you have no one else. And the guy's yeah. like, let's not, let's not, like, let's not go to the cops. Let's not go to he's the He's just hospital. like, what do you want me to say? Yeah, he's just like, bro, just like, I gotta... You're going to die, dude. You're and that guy... Well, and he was like, you think? Yeah, yeah. He finally was just like, "All right, take me." And he's like, "What?" When he goes in, she's like, "Is it a gun wound?" And he makes up some ridiculous thing about what happened to him. Like, I fell on a thorn bush. I fell on a thorn bush. All of his stories were great. Mm -hmm. They were all. I. It was interesting how, like, when he first checked him in, they were just like, "Oh, whatever." And then it wasn't until Ray came in and said, "Hey," showed him his badge. And that well, it's because of what Pete Davidson looks like. Yeah, Mm, I mean, a lot of it, I think, is like the combo of like what he looks like, what Action Bronson looks like. Yeah, it's commentary Mm -hmm. on like it's. It really is like how people are so judgmental of what Mm -hmm. you know, what people, what their appearances are, and it's. Well, and I liked, yeah. Still, and they, someone is dying, and doesn't sure. and doesn't that show how how important it is that there are allies within intersectional allies, like yes. where sure. Ray comes in and says, "Hey, this person is this person matters," and all of a sudden she's like, "Okay," and it's like it doesn't excuse the fact that he didn't matter before. No, but yeah. what it shows is that someone is an ally for him. Yeah, yeah. like what it shows is yeah. that there's this like. There's like this, this dude's going to die this in the deep meaning between these between like being able to 
relate and being able to come together as people sure and that there's hope in that yeah and i liked that it didn't depict them as perfect saints either they're talking about these guys like doing coke like these firefighters like (laughs) doing coke and being ridiculous and like getting busted by the cops and you know like his dad like kissing the cop on the mouth and you know that whole story and like you know it was just them like all the firefighters talking about you know all of them being like tatted up and just all this and they're not like these like well and that's the thing with like new york firefighters and nypd is there's always been like this yeah like like, brotherhood but also like a clashing of like who's better than the other it was i kind of liked that that little like camaraderie thing that they had going on where they were joking about don't go to the cops or like whatever Mm -hmm. but that's like how firefighters are like they're always messing around like Mm -hmm. i mean anyone that knows a firefighter growing up or like I mean, I would say that's pretty typical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's good old fashioned culture and subculture. Yeah, like it's yeah, it's good old fashioned like com- like literally camaraderie and like unity amongst fellows and yeah, you know, like I don't know. I mean, my papa was like a firefighter, a local volunteer fire department. He was a treasurer. Like one of his best friends was the chief or whatever they call Mm -hmm. him and the stuff they did like raise money for their community and stuff like that i mean they did full-on drag shows oh my god (laughs) whatever it takes yeah yeah, like i have pictures of my grandpa in full drag i mean it is great like the camaraderie they have to support their community is amazing and i feel like that is really shown in this movie a lot like they really talk about that and i really appreciate it yeah those little moments of them kind of having their bro times and sitting around the table and all that all right let's let's yeah i really want to see the scores you want to get to the tomato scores yeah Yeah. i think i feel like like we could just go on and on people are probably tired of us like kissing this movie's ass so hard i don't care y'all could just (laughs) don't even don't don't be slamming on our listeners here we need some like positivity this week we do do. do. i know right for us to go on and on and on about being so thrilled with something y'all if if people in this world can't like get something from that in a good way then i can't help them <laughs> i sure. really can't help and y'all if you haven't seen this movie damn it watch it like this just this movie's Dude, great yeah if you need to feel good yeah if you want to feel better because shit's wacky right now like just just if you want to take a breather and enjoy a little good slice of like remember americana remember when life was just pre-covid yeah, pre COVID, pre twenty twenty, pre trauma, like there was, it wasn't like it wasn't perfect by any yeah. stretch, and this movie shows that. Yeah. This movie shows endlessly examples of why things are like not okay and need improvement, but at the same time, how they're beautiful so, and how we're doing great. So yeah. that's all I have and, to say. Yes, I think that sums up the entirety of the movie. It does. Yeah, it, it does. does. So now, with that being said, I think we should check out the scores. I'm we going to search them right here and we will let you guys know if you have not already snuck ahead and seen them so Zena, you're not going to be able to see it so i'm gonna have to tell you what it is oh interesting so it actually has a surprisingly in my opinion low yes i've got them written down low uh critic score it's a 72 oh 72 yeah which i think sid i think hit it possibly i think that was on the nose yeah i think so uh yeah 
it's no, that was Sid's audience. Okay. She said in oh, 84. Oh, who got the closest for critics then? So, uh, ooh, me. I got the, or no, 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 not critics. Sorry. I got the closest for audience. Uh, the closest critics was Sid at 84. So it was 72 critic. And the audience was an 87. Damn. And I guess a 76. So we well, were that actually makes all low. That they're yeah, like, the audience yeah. is even higher. But I am really sad, honestly, that Critics is so low because no, it deserves to be higher. Yeah, I want to see what, what they're saying about What do they have a problem with? I would, so, I'm going to fight someone. <laughs> well, I just want to know, well, what could, critics. what's know bad. Dead, so. yeah. Like, what do they yeah, consider is, is bad what is at, bad this, about at it? this point? Well, so yeah. one thing right even here in the consensus I see that I don't agree with already. Um, so it says, King of Staten Island's uncertain tone and indulgent length blunt its coming-of-age dramedy's ability to find itself. But Pete Davidson's soulful performance holds it together. Oh, my God. Disagree with everything. Yeah, I don't agree. I don't, I don't feel like... I, don't I think truly he... did not realize it was that long, A. No, it didn't feel that long. It was, well, it was two hours and 15 I minutes. I also wouldn't which call not... Pete Davidson's performance particularly soulful compared to every other performer in no, the I mean, movie. It was very good. I, I think he was it surrounded was... by many good performances. Absolutely. So I wouldn't say Pete Davidson's soulful I think, performance. Like, I, I think, think that's Inaccurate. The part where he's like, "What did I do wrong? What what did yeah. I mess up on?" Mm. I think that that is what makes it soulful. I agree that like I think it, it, if you had everyone else to solo, yeah, it wouldn't be connected without Pete. So I sure. can see that, but yeah, hmm. he he's he he is yeah. the okay. he's the glue to the movie, but it doesn't necessarily make it the like this movie would just crumble without him. I mean, the movie's yeah. about him. Yeah. Like, but it's not like he's not surrounded by solid performances. That's very true. Yeah. Like, and so just so we can go ahead and point it out. So normally we'd say how many people on each one. So this is 243 critics, which is not the highest amount we've seen and not the lowest. So it's kind of right in the middle uh, at 243, like actual critics reviewing this thing. And then it's 1,300 or 1,232 audience people so uh that's kind of both of those are kind of middle of the road ish we've seen way higher audience ones but you know that's decent which i mean this is still a 20 dollar rental so that makes sense but i'm glad that the audience is higher than we expected sorry i'm yawning it's like 12 something at night uh but (laughs) (laughs) but the uh i know old man but so i want to see what some of these critics are saying so I'm seeing a lot of solid tomatoes here, actually, even though it's... And I'm wondering if this... Well, this has been out for about two weeks now. I was about to say, would this number change? So let's do... I want to do a splat first. So this is uh, Anthony Lane with The New Yorker. He said, by the end, in truth, I found myself swamped by Scott and wondered if he might have made more impact as a secondary character. What is wrong with as Anthony a second Lane? Thing? Yeah, I don't agree with you, Anthony, Anthony at all. Anthony Lane. This is, this is Scott's movie. What are you talking about, dude? Oh my God, I feel like that's just like him saying this entire autobiography was like not worth telling. Oh, like, well, Anthony like... Lane, you are literally saying, sir, that, <laughs> that Pete Davidson's entire life was second seat to something else that doesn't even exist. You yeah. should be ashamed. And you're from the New Yorker. 
Oh my God, Anthony Lane, that is well, offensive. Well, that's he's from the New York. Right? Yeah, Bruh, I mean, like think about it. Think about it. his comment. His comment is literally saying that like that he that this the man who this whole movie is about is like not interesting to him, and he wishes yeah. that he was like second fiddle yeah. to like something else that he hasn't even suggested would be more interesting. That's brutal. Oh, so, Anthony so here, Lane. Here's another one. Uh, this <laughs> Sorry, is, I'm ranting at uh, Anthony. You are. This is Pete Vonderhaar uh, with the Houston Press. He said, "When the first two thirds of your movie." well in awkward conversations and table setting it's hard to engage when things finally start to move like that's brutal i would not say it's the first two thirds but i can kind of see what he's saying but he just has bad taste (laughs) sorry pete you have bad taste (laughs) not pete davidson no pete yonder what is this vonder but i mean i can see what he's saying like if you don't enjoy the setup of the first well like of the first two thirds of the, of the movie, I can see why you wouldn't be engaged in the last part. Like that's pretty. Well, I mean, the movie's kind of like it's kind of technically on like the same note. Like it's not full. It's not like this roller coaster ride. Like it is just a story, and it's progressive, and you're just moving through this thing. You're on a ride. Well, it's it's very like biographical. Yeah, it is. Like a person's life is not. Like if if the a fucking reality TV show exactly. that's been scripted. I mean, right? Yeah. Not saying that this is exactly what Pete's life is because it's definitely not. But I just think it's told like a real life would be told. Yeah. So I'll read some a couple of the solid ones. Um, I wanted to find somebody that go like, to that top one that says something about anarchy. Uh, Joseph Walsh from iNews.co.uk. Uh, while it is near his signature anarch- anarchic charm, the comedy drama shows that even a veteran director, writer, producer like Apatow has room for growth. Okay. Hmm, that's a weird statement to pull as you're like. Main... As a solid tomato. I'm not yeah. really sure what. I mean, he gave it a four out of five. That's a weird. I don't even really know how to talk about that. That's just a weird statement. Here's somebody, uh, Noel, from the Chicago Reader. Uh, Viewers familiar with Davidson's role as a similar good-natured yet immature loafer in 2019's Big Time Adolescence may find the typecasting unoriginal, but the fact of the matter is this, uh, is this, it's a type Davidson shines in. These people are tone deaf. They don't understand that this is an autobiography. These people are all like, this could be a way more interesting movie if it was about someone else with a a different family and a different plot. I mean, it's definitely not It's not a full autobiography. But it's just like, basically, they don't want to see... But they're something they're, that's real. They're clearly, yeah, opinion. they're clearly like my point is these people don't, they're missing the information that this is based off of his actual life. Yeah, I mean, they are. They but, are. And, like, and, and, yeah, but I'd say like you guys love Pete, and like I can see how Pete isn't some people's brand. And like if Pete is not your brand, you're probably not going to like this movie. Yeah. Like I can kind of get behind that and saying that like, like as a whole, it would, I could see how people. Like, some people wouldn't like this just because, like, if you just really aren't liking what, what Pete has to say and, like, what he's doing. Now, we'll say that, like, uh, and I've said it before. I said it during Big Time Adolescence. This is very much the character he played in Big Time Adolescence, which is himself. Yeah. I, I said back then, and I want to see him in Suicide Squad because I am not sure, as far as an as far as a legitimate actor, if Pete is capable of playing anyone but himself. I can, okay, I can understand that mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if this is a movie that was not basically him. Yeah. 
then I would definitely see that as like a reasonable thing to complain about. Yeah. But considering this, this is his life yeah, or like him. partially or like his feelings about like his family. Yeah. I think that you have to admit that this is still him. Yeah. And he's acting as him regardless. Mm-hmm. And to be that vulnerable and act like that at all is impressive in my opinion. But no, I definitely would like to see him in an acting role. As far as I can tell from SNL, I don't know. We'll yeah, see. I don't know. We'll like, see. The clearly, jury's out. The jury's Warren out. is like obsessed with him for some reason. Yeah. So we will see like how he progresses. Yeah, it's an but actor. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to see what he does. I, I want to see more. I'm intrigued, but uh, you know, I can understand it from that perspective. I want to see like an actual tomato. Like you haven't we actually did. read any. Yeah, we did. Those past like three were two or three were all solid tomatoes. I mean, yeah, but they're not like actually complimentary i mean <laughs> they're just like it's all right if i am forced I mean, to say so i don't know that's just kind of where a lot of these are they're not like just like heaping want... praise on it like we are there's a lot yeah. of i mean here's a 4.5 out of 5 is a dramedy about the surprising transformation of an irritating, of an irritating person. person see these like all of these comments are like not actual tomatoes like I mean, I most want of these people looking tomato. by their p- pictures they're a bunch of olds yeah so, well that i know. was gonna make that comment boomers. i just and i know yeah boomers boom i i know that there is in like an age um my thing is yeah. are there millennials out here doing critiquing dude it takes a long time to get to this point so uh, that's why we've been attempting and we've missed it like one or two weeks during all this covid time but it takes a lot to actually become a certified uh reviewer we actually even for this podcast we would have to release a podcast every week for two or three years to actually even be able to be in this list to be one of these people every week every week yes as a podcast yeah we have to have a review every week. That's actually so, kind of bullshit because then all these old people that have nothing else to do, like well, and they work for bigger companies, so like they get in through the company. I'm guessing, and yeah, so yeah, which let's hack it. By the way, I don't know if you want to talk about, but the podcast hit some like big milestones. Yeah, I mean we are. Yeah, we're we're over a thousand downloads now. We're we're actually close to eleven hundred, I think now. Um, yeah, we're we're chugging along, guys, and y'all y'all keep bringing on the extra listeners and that kind of thing. We need to keep this growing but yeah we do appreciate everybody helping push us past that and we i'll have to look this episode i'm pretty sure is going to be our 19th episode so i don't know what we're doing the following week yet no this episode this current episode you guys are on our 20th episode awesome yeah this this girl take over your 20th episode (laughs) that's right 2020 after after this we've already crossed 30 we're at 30 and a half hours exactly of podcasting not including this week so uh this this big fat dumb baby's just lumbering along so (laughs) (laughs) it's it's uh yeah we appreciate you guys listening but yeah so i mean i guess with this point we'll go into our send-off songs guys so if you don't know we do a send-off song every week because we all love music around here so we're going to give you a song to leave with and listen to we have a spotify playlist which you can listen to and the link is in the show notes so you can just click on that and it'll take you to it you should definitely follow and listen along this uh this playlist is dope and it gets better every single 
episode. So it's real good. And this is going to be the first time that Xena is actually going to get to give us a song. So that's cool. And so, yeah, Xena, we'll start with you. What uh, what are you going to give us for this week? Okay, I'm going to be a little sentimental because I am missing my fam right now. So I'm going to do the Mowgli's Kansas City. Okay. Um, little baby shout out to my nice. fam, my sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shout out to who is a fam. loyal Kansas supporter. City. Sorry, I was borderline not paying attention. Blame Sydney; she was distracting me. But yeah, what <laughs> up, fam, out there in the middle of nowhere, Connecticut? Yeah, we love you guys. No, not in Connecticut. No, man, Connecticut. you have Connecticut people though. That's not who she's. What? No, girl. This Can't... is we are representing the Midwest right now. But you have. She already people said in where they live. I do. Okay. I was born there. I was like, please but tell me that I'm not completely out in the freaking My half-sister lives there. However... See? Okay. Jesus, you're going to explode everyone's ears. This is... This is... I'm doing a specific shout-out to my main fam bam. Yeah, yeah. Especially Connie. Connie Jr. What up, Connie? <laughs> Connie Jr. <laughs> um, out there traveling by herself right now. We love you, Connie. Yeah. We miss you. Yep. So, and you did give, what was the song again? The Mowgli's, Kansas the Mowgli's, City. Kansas City, And it's yeah. literally just talking about how famous Kansas City, and even though you have a lot of bullshit going on, it doesn't matter where you are, you still have bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Nice. So, Sid, what's your song since you were distracting me and asking about it while Zena was talking? I'm so mad at you. I'm not going to look at you. I'm angry at you. So my song is Daphne Blue by the band Camino, or any song by the band Camino, honestly. Yes. Um, yeah, but good. Daphne Blue is just, it's a good one, and it's perfect for the playlist. Yeah, yeah, that is a good one. And so I am actually going to be doing a Haley Steinfeld song. Holla! Because that's like my new, like... Oh, I like, love her music. Yeah, I'm all about her now. She's a cutie. She uh, So she has a song that was actually on the Bumblebee... Are you making like a weird face? She is. She's. I like her. You were like making a real weird face. Like I wasn't allowed to say that. She's precious. She is. I mean, are you not allowed to say people are cute anymore? Is that like just a say weird... she's precious? We're old. We're getting old. Maybe she's too young for us. She's not. She's like 24, 26, something like that. I mean, that's like. Well, I guess I am getting pretty old. Like thirty-two. Old. It's. Well, you know, <laughs> it's not like ten-year gap. So, you know. But anyways, she's got a song on uh, the Bumblebee movie. Uh, it's called back to life and it's like a they call it an 80s remix but i think that it's the only version which is kind of weird but the song's awesome it's like this 80s synth pop kind of deal since the whole bumblebee movie was in the 80s too so but i didn't even realize she sung until this but uh yeah it's it's a really 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 good song so we'll add all these to the playlist and you can check them out uh next or well I guess after this drops, <laughs> I'll add them right away. So outside of that, uh, next week, I have absolutely no idea what we're going to be reviewing. My guess is the boys are going to be back uh, in in the studio to record as far as I know. But I do not know what movie we're going to be covering because things have been so strange. There was, uh, we were tossing around the idea of doing a new Amazon original movie that they had added that was like the sci-fi kind of film and there's a few other things I've looked at too. Hulu actually has a new original movie with uh, what's his face from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg. They have like a there's an Andy Samberg movie that just came out like this past week. That's a Hulu original. That's interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like a uh, Groundhog Day kind of movie. Which I'm kind of like 
weirdly liked most of his yeah. comedy movies. Yeah. So. Oh, dude, what was it that we loved so much that he was in where they were? It was the that Lonely Island. N- no, the Lonely. Because <laughs> I love the ice skating. What, what's the Lonely Island one that they did that was so good where they were like making fun of the Backstreet Boys, basically? Oh, Pop Star. Pop Star. Never Pop stop. Star, Pop, never stop. Never stopping. Stop, 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 dude. Yes. That movie's so good. It's so good. Everyone thought we were so weird when we would like i remember that time period yeah. of us telling everybody to watch that and like every response we got was just like you guys are insane i don't know like, that was like, amazing we had like two heads every time we told anyone to watch that movie i know it was weird i don't know why people <laughs> so i actually haven't watched it but i love the soundtrack it's so, you need to watch it it's <laughs> i mean so i i would watch it i don't know why i haven't watched it it's just like one of those movies where i'm like oh I forgot about that. I need yeah, to watch it. You need mm-hmm. to. But it's real good. So I don't know what we're going to review next week. We'll figure it out. If anybody's got anything they want to recommend, you can hit us up. But outside of that, uh, this is the point where we give our special thanks and let you know where you can reach us. So uh, special thanks goes out to Dominic with Ketsa Music. And that's Ketsa, K E T S A M U S I C dot com, Music dot com. And then also a special thanks to Aubrey Troutman who did our logo and the links for both of them are going to be in our info. And then we'll go ahead and give David a thank you too. Cause he's obviously, even though he's not in the room with us today, he's going to be uh, fixing this podcast up and making it so that like every time Sydney hollers, it doesn't blow your eardrums out. Dina <laughs> <laughs> so. hollered too a lot hey, well, yeah. and laughed a lot. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with laughing. There's going to be weird is loud. We're loud people. Woke bitches. We really are. Two woke girls. Oh my God. Get out of here. Y'all can leave now. Just planting that seed, y'all. Oh my God. David, I'm real sorry for... Just remind us. For like our later podcast when we create it. Yeah. People are going to know. People are going to know. David, I'm really sorry about all the pops that you're going to have to edit out of this. Or just you can just edit them out all together. It can just be me talking, and we can turn it down Hello. to like a, a, a like a thirty minute episode. Sure, people would enjoy that. <laughs> just kidding. So you can find <laughs> us at uh, on Instagram at, at critically aroused, on Twitter at, at aroused media, and our website is critically aroused fireside fm. And if you want to get a hold of me on uh, Instagram, I'm I, uh, I'm Blaine Andrews. It's I'm underscore Blaine underscore Andrews. And then these guys can go ahead and give you their info too. Why don't you go ahead first, Sid? Um, I'm at Sleepy Space Mom on Instagram. <laughs> I'm at Hey Zena, which is Z as in zebra, D N A. Yeah, and that's basically it, folks. Thanks, guys. We love all y'all, and we will see you next week. Deuces. Deuces.